up guys welcome back to another episode of inside the crazy ant farm oh man it feels good to be back on tonight's show we got a whole bunch of industry news to talk to you guys about thriller coming to imax what that's crazy what? and we have two count them two, two special guests two. this week two who do we got on this week guys james dumont and and Randy Gonzalez. Double yeah. guest show. That is right. That yeah. is right. And of course, we got box office predictions, word of the day, and the Billboard top charts. And Good our favorite. And our top five favorite. And our top five favorite directors this week. Ooh. Ooh. Hope you guys are ready for that. <laughs> Tavia's yeah. like, oh, uh, shit. Yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. I really did. Ooh, so, so yeah, because Tavia has to leave early today, so we yeah. might have to like get that out there before we... Yeah. Yeah. Should or we I start could just do the it show? Next time. Or we could just do it next time, she says. Negative ghost rider. <laughs> <laughs> She's a negative. Can both the females do it next time? No. Negative ghost rider. Negative. We'll give you a little bit of time. Let's discuss a little bit of industry news and then we'll like, you know, get into it. Yeah, yeah. All right. What are, what are we starting off with this uh, week? Yeah, let's see. What are we starting off with? I don't know. Is it thriller? Well, I mean, it's going to go No, 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 no. No? No, not from the top down? All right, let's start with Thriller. Let's start with Thriller. (laughs) Thriller! Thriller! The king of pop. The king of pop. The king of pop. Going to be in. How many years is this an anniversary or something that they're doing this for? Oh, I believe so. Old as shit. His birthday was the other day. I know a lot of people were paying tribute to him. Yeah. So maybe. Maybe Maybe they're just doing it to be nice because he's no longer the best-selling album of all time. Mm. Thriller was a... Yeah, yeah. Eagles. the Eagles. So maybe they're like, Eagles. okay, let's put Mike in IMAX. They're going to release yeah. Hotel California in IMAX. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. I would be okay with there that. There was no I movie. Think that would be really you need cool. an epic music video to yeah. fit with it, though. Yeah. 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 Was same. there ever one made? I don't know. Was there? I don't know. I don't. It's a good I question. mean, you guys have been if around so, more than me. It's probably like concert no. yeah, video concert, type, yeah. you know, like footage, yeah. concert footage type. Yeah, one of those. It's definitely not like Thriller. Yeah. It's going to be should, in three D. Yeah, they should get <laughs> Thriller was epic. It was. It's well, like John that Landis. eleven, twelve minute video. It's like the first video ever, fil- ever like directed by a, a major film. A yeah, major film they really changed the whole game when it came to music uh, videos. A yeah. major, a major uh, makeup artist. Well, yeah. and, and I mean, quite honestly, it's a short film. Yeah, yeah, it really I mean, is. Yeah. I don't even call it a video. It's a, no. it's a short film. It I really mean, is. It's longer than some short films. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, honestly. So you got John Lennis and Rick Baker working on it. It's that's pretty significant for yeah. the time. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, <laughs> thriller, IMAX. IMAX. Yeah. Speaking IMAX. of, I'm IMAX. really excited because Are you? Are yeah, you yeah. This uh, Sunday coming up. Sunday. I'm Sunday. not sure if it's Sunday. this Sunday. One of the Sundays coming up. I don't know which date. I guess yeah. I'll have to go back and look. But I was really excited because pretty vague, they are re-releasing right? Superman the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, for the 40th, the 40th anniversary. 40th anniversary. Yeah. 40th anniversary. And that's like the very first movie I ever saw in the theater. There you go. I was that eight-year-old yeah. boy that believed a man could fly. That was the tagline. You'll believe a man I've can fly. I've never seen I that I believed movie. a lot of things when I was eight years old. <laughs> I believed in Santa Claus. Crazy Ant group. Uh, we all should uh, go. Crazy Ant bonding. It's, look, it is seriously like an epic film. <laughs> Yes, it's the superhero <laughs> film that all of the rest come from. It's yeah. it's the one that started it all. It is like, the granddaddy. It is the granddaddy. Yeah. It is literally the, granddaddy. There would currently be no Marvel Cinematic Walker, Universe. None of it. Hair. None of anything you see superhero wise would exist without. There are people Superman that were that you know were kids that have grandchildren now that when that movie came out. Yeah, it's true. Just saying. You don't. I'm not you saying know. you do, but there are You're people close. that do. You're close. But anyway. <laughs> Emily's but, face. Am I? <laughs> I mean. Hold on. This I got to go get the gun. <laughs> 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 I 
Hold on, I gotta go get the I'm gun. Getting, this is apparently news to Emily and this, Dustin, and some poor guy is gonna get shot. Not, that's not what I was talking oh. about. But anyway, wasn't what I was talking about either. Oh anyway. my goodness, Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle um, reports of creative differences. That's why he left James Bond. But apparently, they were creative differences over killing the Bond character. Yes, apparently, Danny Boyle wanted to kill Bond. Yeah. No, I think he left because they wanted to kill Bond. No, they wanted to kill. Oh, Bond. yeah. yeah so that, very yes, vague. Yes, yes, that is correct. All right. And because I guess Craig wanted his James Bond to go out, and that's it. Yeah. And, like done. And, and Danny Boyle's like, "Fuck this! I have nothing to do with this. We're not Ooh. killing off." Yeah. Now we get the tropical storm weather. Excuse yeah. me. Hey, Gordon. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Where were you? Yeah. Like, like... While recording this show, we may experience some technical difficulties. <laughs> just giving you a prepared warning. Oh yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. I already put my sandbags up. Oh man. <laughs> Be I poured that shit back out on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, but my laptop's charged, and I hope yours is charged. Yeah, mine is charged. Awesome. It's like. Hello? Hello, Gordon. Gordon, knocking <laughs> on the door, like, coming after you. Yeah. Creative. You thought he was gone, but yeah. no. But no. No. I'm actually still here. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> that thunder from Gordon is kind of like men firing guns, and you know, people are firing oh. guns. Nice at, segue. At Ice Cube <laughs> concerts. What is what? up with That's this? True. Yeah. 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 He couldn't get in. He there. There was a. Um, the tickets were sold out, and he was so upset that he started to fire a gun into a crowd of people. But what? Yeah. Yeah. Like ice shot cube several yeah. shots no. in the air. This uh, random oh, dude. Oh, I thought you were talking about no, ice no, cube. No. Yeah. No. no. Ice cube couldn't get into his own concert? <laughs> <laughs> like, he okay. is conformed. Have you yeah. seen Are We There Yet? Yeah. That's yeah. why I was confused. Yeah. That's why I was confused. <laughs> he was reformed. Yeah, he, he was, was never a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking but he was a boy in the hood. Yeah. yeah so yeah. random little quick side story. We heard gunshots in the drive thru at Starbucks the other day and then saw people running and then saw a bunch of Cops flying down the road. Oh. So Starbucks is dangerous, y'all. Starbucks. So don't thing. go. Straight oh, out of Starbucks. Shit. <laughs> Gulf Gulfport is infiltrating Biloxi. Yeah. Like, like, out. Shit. Yeah. Anyway, just yeah. random little side note. Can we just what talk happened? about why is it why was it held at like a speedway? I have no idea. Like it was like in some like dirt racetrack, I think. Yeah. Is what in I want to say Diego. the concert. Yeah. Because that sounds like, comfy and, and inviting. <laughs> and inviting. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. <laughs> like all right, all right then. <laughs> comfort place to right. hold a concert. Where's your comfort place? A dirt track. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Nothing better. Next car. Give me a pillow. I'm good. <laughs> Left turn. <laughs> where's Where's Dale Earnhardt Jr. at? Oh my goodness. Oh. 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 Damn. There are them gunshots. <laughs> all right. We yeah. will not be deterred from this show, though. No, we will no, not. No. No matter how high the water rises, we will not be deterred. We will like, continue. The bay is right back there. The bay is. Yeah. Sure. Uh, okay. Netflix. Netflix. This one's an interesting one. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> what they doing? Apparently, Netflix tells all their people that are involved in their original programming, movies and TV shows and everything. And I say tells, but they, they encourage. They've never told anybody they encourage um, these people to, when they give interviews and do press for the shows and movies, to not refer to the term binge-watching. Oh. And it's because they feel that binge is, is a negative yeah. in, in, in tone. So what is Be the politically correct term to use? 
they, I don't think they want to use anything where it implies that you sit for an extended period of time yeah. watching shows. Right. I feel, uh, yeah. So I think it's stupid. Yeah. They, yeah. you created it. Exactly. By, by watching. putting a show out and putting it all out at once, mm-hmm. you have created the binge watching culture. Oh, shit. Yeah. And you don't really get to control what pop culture names things. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, even, if exactly. even if they've never specifically used the term binge, you can't control what other people are going to call it. No, right. What else would you call it? You're binging on it. Yeah. I mean, exactly. that's what you're doing. And I mean, mean it's, it's not. It's it's a far cry from binge drinking, binge eating, binge. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not but, as <laughs> as the mouth holds up his glass of wine. Yeah. Right. What but is that? Apothic, <laughs> apothic red. What is? No, that? this is apothic. Brew. Apothic brew. This is a fine red mix um, with coffee. <laughs> I believe I speak, uh, uh, I believe I am going to quote Emily when I say, uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Thank you, Apothic. You guys rock. That's all I'm saying. Is that Apothic. really good? It's delicious. It? <laughs> she said, no, it's it? really good. It's really good. Okay. Oh, I know everybody yeah. thinks that, but it's delicious. Uh, Moving on. I know. I think sounds... you just like coffee too much. No, I, I, <laughs> and coffee and wine. And wine. Yeah. I mean, like literally, my blood flows through my body as a fine mix between coffee, coffee and, wine. and wine. It's true, but that's not the point. And that's it's, not the point. It actually tastes good. I think I'll stick with my Bud Light Orange. Mm, that's good too, though. They are good. I, I, don't, I don't really I, like Bud Light or Bud Light Lime, but Bud Light Orange is not pardon bad. Pardon me, I'm going to bring my microphone down for. <laughs> okay then. Anyway, sorry. Amazon. <laughs> where we're at? Oh, we're at uh, Netflix binge watching. Yeah. This is stupid. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. I think we all agree with that. Yes. I'm back. Uh, he's back. Apple. I think we all agree with that. The Apple Corporation is no longer alone. <laughs> yes, they are. Oh. It briefly. Amazon oh. briefly crossed the trillion dollar and mark and then fell back, back down. down. Oh. But they. At so some that's point, hardly news. Moving on. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Because. They will, at some point, be able to maintain it over a trillion dollars. They right. definitely will be the next one to maintain a trillion dollar value, yeah. right. um, which is interesting because, you know, yeah. Apple a lot of and money. That, the Amazon, they got a lot of money in, you know. Who was it the other day, the Hollywood Reporter, that referred to the eight uh, Hollywood conglomerates uh, that are, like, ruling Hollywood? Yeah. We feel five. Eventually, yeah. it will be, like... Five. Yeah. And they did include 20th Century Fox, which uh-huh. we know, which, by the way, they said 20th Century Fox and it's 21st Century Fox, dumbasses. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's that's Disney now. So yeah. those those two will merge. Yeah. That would give them seven. And yeah. we really feel like there's a couple other ones like Comcast and Sony that are going to drop off. Yeah. Because they're just not going to be able to compete. I, I mean, b- have you seen the... the the sanctions that um, the Justice Department, the antitrust and, and stuff that they put against Comcast mm-hmm. like way back, yeah. they ended or they're getting ready to end. And the Justice Department has already told them, we are still going to continue to watch everything you do even though oh, these shit. sanctions are done. Damn. I mean, they're, they hate Comcast. I mean, they all but said, hey, we're going to approve Time Warner. Hey, we're going to approve Disney. You, uh, 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 Tom, nope. Comcast. <laughs> yeah, not Comcast. It's like, you want to do what? No. No. Fuck you, Comcast. I mean, that's basically what they keep telling them. So I feel like Comcast is at some point not going to be able to survive. Yeah. You know, they're going to, every time they're going to try to do something to save themselves, the the government's going to say, nope. And that's going to be it. I mean, like, I don't know. We shall see. That's going to be it. We shall see. Uh oh. Fuck Comcast. Here it comes. Here it comes. What's coming? We're going to get a big one. We are. Just saw a big clap of lightning. Big clap of lightning. Clap, clap of clap. lightning. If the power goes out, we will edit this. Yes. 
And so it'll be great. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be awesome. Be and some old man instincts. Do you have an infrared on glad. that camera? <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's, let's get into. Can we just because the, a couple of these will be quick ones? So let's get into the long one here because you know we have some great guests and everything. So I, and I really want to talk about this one because this one angered me. Yep. This one angered me. Um, Elvin. Yeah, Jeffrey Owens. Yeah. If you guys are not familiar with that name, you're definitely familiar with the face. Yeah, he played Elvin uh, on the Cosby Show, mm -hmm. the very male centric. A woman should be in the kitchen, pregnant yeah. and barefoot, and you know, kind yeah. of thing. Much to, and that was the whole plot of you know his character and yeah. how he was gradually learned, thanks to the Cosby women, how to be a man, man, and respect women. <laughs> Isn't that funny, right? The irony of that. Because um, that's what I want to talk about. If you guys haven't seen the news, and by the way, how could have you not seen the news yeah. this week? Um, Jeffrey is apparently holding down a job uh, at Trader Joe's in New Jersey. Yeah. Now, uh, how did this happen? Did the person who's, who was checking out with him go, Elvin? Yeah, well, somebody yeah, they recognized they that who he was oh. and took yeah. a picture of it. Picture of and okay, and first of all, Everybody's like hardcore on him because he had a dirty shirt. I'm sure the shirt was not dirty when he started the day. The right. man is working. Like, okay? He probably get, was working and got dirty working. And uh, Exactly. The, the point is is that he's, he's working. He's got a job. He's holding down a job at Trader Joe's in New Jersey. And these people took his picture. Of which I guess he didn't mind, you know. I'm sure they saw he saw them take the picture with it. Yeah. But it blew up thanks to Fox News because if I'm not mistaken, they're the first outlet that posted it. Yeah. And they basically their headline dogged him for like you know how far he's fallen from the Cosby Show to Trader Joe Bag. Yeah. Well, I mean because it know. was because it was Cosby related. I'm pretty sure they were just but, looking for. But my thing, I mean, it it. it and then it quickly, quickly escalated. Everybody followed suit. Everybody was dogging him about how pathetic it was that he, that he's, you know, an actor, and now he's bagging groceries, yeah. or now he's doing this and that, and it just kind of unloaded on yeah. him. And my, the reason it pisses me off is because the, the absolute and complete ignorance of fucking people. Yeah. It, the irony of how quickly all of these people, within moments... Yeah. Honestly. Jumped to Bill Cosby's defense mm -hmm. so quickly in the same manner, like tore this guy down for having a job. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, so you'll defend this guy, even though all this shit you're hearing, but you're going to tear yeah. this man down because yeah. he's got a job? But there were a lot of people that came to his defense. Too. No, no, that, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Initial. Yeah. Because, yes, it, then, it did rebound. There was a lot of people that came. And by the way, for just before we defend the Trader Joe's thing, if you look at his IMDb page, okay, he's, still he's working. working. He's still yeah. working. He worked yeah. recently. He's been in exactly. shows as recently as a month ago. Yeah, exactly. So he, he's just newsflash. Not everybody makes twenty million dollars. Well, okay. Yeah. And I really liked what some of the points that came up were was that Trader Joe's offers things that acting jobs usually can't reliable hours and reliable pay you don't right. always know what you'll make as an actor or when you'll find your next gig and right. benefits what if he needs health insurance for himself and his family and, and he doesn't exa make enough exactly right exactly. he may not make enough acting hours to get in the union yeah benefits. because a lot of people don't realize that when you qualify for those unions you have to make a certain amount of money yeah in order to continue to qualify for the for the union and plus you have to pay the dues and so if you don't make a certain amount and you don't make the dues you're out. Well, I mean, and maybe he wasn't getting consistent enough work to either pay the dues or he didn't make enough in a year. I think exactly. I want to say it's a year span. You have to make a certain amount of money right. to to stay eligible for the for for the <clears throat> union. 
Um, and maybe he wasn't doing that. But I think everybody lives in this fantasy world. They think actor. They think Tom Cruise. They think yeah. $20 million. And it's like, no. Newsflash, like 90% world. of working actors are job to job and don't yeah, make they're, anywhere they're pretty near. Much, they're pretty much a 1%. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and so to somehow shame this guy, I mean, my, my thing was I made the joke, but I'm, I, I, I'm serious about it. It's like. When he first saw all these people dogging him, he should have said, "Yeah, you're right. I'm a bag boy, but I'm not, you know, drugging women." Yeah, right. Wasn't, well, like, I mean, wasn't he working on. a register? Yeah, he was working. Well, in the cash I register. think he's a utility person. Oh. But what oh, gets okay. me is that people will get dogged for for being on unemployment and not having any any work at all. They yeah. get you know a lot of shit for that, and you know a lot of stigma with that. But now people are being dogged for having a job, but just not right. being the ideal job that everyone thinks that they have. Right. Like how 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 dare you ever? shame anybody for working and doing what they have to do exactly. to pay the bills. Right. And, I mean, it's, and it's, by it's... the way, what's wrong with being a cashier or a bag person at fucking Trader That's Joe's? That's what a lot of people are saying. What's wrong with that? And what, huge... makes, what makes one think that from that he's not going to hit land some big role or something that's like I mean Kurt Warner was bagging groceries or stocking shelves well, well that's yeah, what I, Terry Crews said too he a, said a after year the NFL, or two before he won a Super Bowl yeah so, I mean. <laughs> like after the NFL Terry Crews said he swept floors and he would do it again if it right. meant that he had I mean your bank account and your wallet doesn't care where the money comes from you, right. you have money to support yourself or you don't right and it's classism it's right. what it is is people will think that less of you because you, however you make your money and it's just ridiculous yeah it and, really and, is you know I, I live under the philosophy that whether you're honestly whether you're a janitor sweeping floors or you're the ceo making you know 100 million dollars a year you are the same you are yeah. you, 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 the one man is no better than the other man and or woman right period but trust you, me you there's know, a lot of people i know y'all know too but especially working in starbucks and there's so many people who really feel like they can just do and talk to people however they yeah, want just no, because they're advantage. not the one behind yeah. the register. It is an elitist nation. Yeah, I mean, there is no doubt about it. And I know I'm not one of those because I know I'm going to get hammered because I say elitist. Everybody's going to group me in, you know, like, oh, yeah, he's a progressive, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I, I'm not going to get into politics about where I stand or don't stand. I will say I'm not into this 1%, 99% bullshit. Yeah. This is everybody has the same opportunity in this country, right, exactly. which is why I say everybody's equal. And no one job is more important or less important than another job. And no person is less important or more important than another. Exactly. We're all equal. No matter what you do in life. You're just as good or just as important as anybody else in life. And, and also, a lot of jobs that people put down or think are just for slackers or, or people who don't try, I guarantee you that job is harder than you think. Mm -hmm. I, I dare anyone who, who thinks that that job is easy or any other job, like working at McDonald's, working in a drive-thru, anything like that is easy and just for people who are lazy, give it a try. Well, Go work more, there for a week and see how your opinion changes. Well, right. more than that, the job may not be that hard. It's dealing with the people. Well, that's yeah, it's, it's not the actual like <laughs> tasks that you have to do, but how many you have to do at one time right. and how quickly and, exactly. and also right. having people talk shit in your face the whole time. That's the hardest It's harder than job. you think. I <laughs> yeah. guarantee it. Right. Yeah. I, right. Yeah. I mean, I just, I really, I really have much respect for Mr. Owens. Um, I, I just think the way, first of all, he handled all of this was remarkable. Yeah. Because it could have been a whole lot different. Yeah. You could have yeah. gone on a wild tangent Look, and really yeah, gone the like, I mean, any anyone who's savvy in this in this business uh, is like he could spin this into a whole thing. This this person could have been doing him a favor, and, and that's essentially what he's turning well, into. Well, no, yeah, and well, <laughs> in fact, uh, and, and 
Tyler Perry, who I'm sure all of our listeners are familiar with because we've got a shit ton of listeners in Atlanta. I yeah. know they're familiar with him. He offered him a, a job. Well, yeah. He said, I'll put you on any one of my series. These I, people I, were shaming ridiculous. and laughing at him and all, but in the end of the day, he's going to be the one that's smelling like a rose. Right, yeah. and this, yeah. that's I mean, what makes me feel better about it is that this is a positive thing. It hurt my feelings to, to read that he had any shame or embarrassment about it at all when he first saw it come out, but I'm glad that it's not that way for him anymore, yeah. that so many people have come forward and say, said what we're saying, shame on you for shaming anybody for mm-hmm. having a job and doing what it takes to, to keep food on the table and bills paid, yeah. and that it's going to be something positive for him that helps people remember, hey, you know, we need to remember these working actors and not just assume that just because you've been on something popular means that you're set for the rest of your life. You still well, got to keep working just yeah, like everybody and else. Exactly. And, and here's another thing. Uh, <laughs> commercials, um, commercial actors are some of the wealthiest actors in, in the world. Um <laughs> Trader Joe's can use him as a face. Yeah, exactly. that's true. Yeah, I mean, they absolutely, absolutely could. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's just, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, newsflash, you know, 90% of working people in the entertainment industry have side jobs. Yeah. yeah. That's just fact. Exactly. I mean, we all have side jobs. We talk yeah. about it all the time. We yeah. all have multiple jobs. Exactly. I mean, it's like, that's what you do. It's just yeah. part so, of it. So... I, I don't understand, you know. And while I'm on the air, I'd like to say that I really love the people at, at the, my employers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey, we would love to have Jeffrey on the on the show to yeah. talk about this because, really like would. I said, I have much respect for him. I thought the way he handled the entire situation. Shit, I'd love to have a representative from Trader Joe's on, and let's yeah, talk about it. You honestly. know, I um, I just want to ask him about how it was being on Sunny in Philadelphia. I think people forget a lot of people forget how much McNabb. acting That's he's done. That's what I'm saying. He's been on so much stuff, and yeah, recently, exactly. like, like he's a, he's a working actor. Well, I just looked it up. He's got like 41 acting credits. Like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's not. Busy. You know, he's he, not. he does a lot of voice work too. Yeah. 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 yeah, so don't feel bad for him. Feel bad for yourself for being so closed-minded and ignorant. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And and well said. That is extremely well said. I mean, I think these people are just pathetic yeah. in every way, shape, and form. They are pathetic, the people who shamed him. And to all the people who came to his defense, while I'm sure he appreciated it, I'm not saying he didn't appreciate it, but I mean, and I've, I'm pretty sure he felt like it wasn't necessary to yeah. defend him. But kudos to them who did, because, yeah. you know, it shows that, thank God. There are decent people out there yeah. that who who have morals and right the wrong and he's, know. He's been on Elementary and the Blacklist. And yeah, Lucifer lately. Yeah, so he's yeah. Been on some so like that's what I'm saying. Two, three years. Um, so okay, kind of on this same topic, this same situation, because I just uh, read this um, and I thought it was really interesting. Um, <clears throat> we we all know the current controversy with Dave Bautista, kind of uh, going at Disney a little bit for firing James Gunn. And um, he's just—he's got a reputation. You know, for this, though, but anyway. but here's the thing, though. He—he uh, he made a statement, and I kind of really have a lot of respect for it. He said because people are saying, "Dude, you could get sued by Disney. You're walking away from tens of millions of dollars for the third film. You're doing all." That. And he said, "You know what? I don't care. I'm not about the money. I'd go wrestle in people's backyards for five bucks and make a living that way if that's what I have to do because I have a set of beliefs and a set of standards that I live by, and it's not money. 
And so this is how I feel about this situation. And if it costs me my job, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I respect the shit out of that. Well, I mean, Whether I agree or disagree with how he feels about what exactly. happened with James Gunn, I respect the shit out of the fact that this guy is willing to walk away from a multi-million yeah. dollar payday because for him, for what he believes yeah. in. He walked, to, he walked away from a million plus payday for WWE because he didn't like what they were doing with his character. Exactly. <laughs> the guy has standards. Yeah. And, and, he, and he's willing to walk away from it for what he believes in and yeah. I respect the shit out of that. Yeah. Um I, I think you he know, just returned to, to the brand and left like briefly after that. Oh, shit. I, I will miss his character if that's the way things go. If he ends up not coming back for the next one, I will miss him and yeah. the movies. But I same thing, I understand well, why. Yeah. Well, well I mean, if you would look at it in the within the canon thing, I mean I guess there's is a pretty much an open door for a way out of him out for him anyway. Thanos is will be gone. Well, they in fact that's already been hinted at. Apparently, a lot of people have been brought, and Batista himself said he's been brought back. Yeah. Uh, for he's currently shooting reshoots. Apparently, the Russo brothers are having to do some major work yeah. to part two of Infinity War because of the situation with James Gunn. And the rumor is is that a lot of people that maybe would have survived are no longer going to survive. Um, and they're drastically having their reshoot and make some changes to the film. Oh, man. So, um, based on what happened with Gunn. So, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but they're still using a script. He said we, he would stay. He would only leave if they weren't using his script. Yeah, I, I'm not so sure that's true anymore. He's All been right. going back and forth with Disney pretty heated, and I'm not sure Disney's okay with him anymore. Batista? Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, oddly enough, too, in that same article, he also said that he had been back and forth with Disney countless times about pitching a solo movie for, for oh. the character. Oh, for Drax. And for Drax. And, uh, you know, he said he doesn't think it'll ever come to light, especially now, especially but that now. he had been pushing it, and uh, apparently Gunn was behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would have been interesting because yeah. it's a great character. Yeah. Let's well, be I mean, honest. It's if, a great you, character. if you consider the fact that he's any movies that he's any acting that he's ever done has kind of been lower level con- yeah. compared to this, and I guess he just really has a loyalty to, to James Gunn for taking a chance on him, on who's him. not very sure. That's why I said I respect the shit out of him for <clears throat> yeah. the way he thinks and the way he handles himself. But, you know, agree with him or not agree with him, but I respect the fact that he. He stands by what he believes in, yeah. and he's willing to give up things or make sacrifices for what he believes in, and that's right. a good thing. I mean, I think the, you know if you're going to live your life, that's the way to do it. Because yeah. sometimes yeah. you have to give up things for what you believe in. You know, you know, right. you don't compromise, and I think I respect the crap out of that. I yeah. really do. Definitely. Um, speaking of, speaking of, um, maybe a, a franchise that may be in trouble. Yeah. Um, the DC universe and uh, Justice League yeah. and Man of Steel. Honestly. So. Yeah, you want to tell him? No. Do you want to tell him? Damn, okay. <laughs> like, like, hold on, let me... Because uh, you're just on a t- rant. Or you're just on I a, was on a rant. Uh, you're on a I think it's hilarious that he's using the hands-free mic just so he can hold his wine. Just so he can hold his wine. Just for that, you can finish that. It might be. Because yeah. he hasn't put it, put that wine thank down. Thank you, so a, Yeah, thank you, Apothic. All right, so... Moving on. Anyway, be a sponsor for the show? That's a, yeah, yeah, seriously. I love you. Like seriously, this is great product. Like, I love you. Come sponsor our show. Marry Come me. Come sponsor our show. <laughs> I no, love you. What? I love sad. you. That's hey. creepy, bro. Oh. All right. Oh, anyway, bad. I had a ring and everything. Henry Cavill. Oh yeah. Henry yeah. Cavill. Yeah. Uh, you guys might know him as the Man of Steel. Um, apparently he signed on for The Witcher yeah. on Netflix, and this is a pretty big commitment. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're talking at least ten or thirteen episodes yeah, right out exactly. the gun. And even shows that Netflix is iffy on usually get two or three seasons. So, but they have hiatuses, you know. <laughs> mm. 
they do, but you're talking. I They're mean, not planning a Man of Steel sequel for years now. No, that's apparently not true. Oh. Cavill oh. was in the gym and even hinted to the fact, made a joke because he was wearing some sort of blue apparatus, you oh. know, and was like getting back into the yeah. shape, you know. So he made the joke. So. Either something happened between making that comment on Instagram to signing on to this thing, or uh, The Witcher, or like, I think the DC uh, Extended Universe is in trouble. I, I think too. they're in trouble. Yeah. I don't think Aquaman... It's not called that anymore. I don't think Aquaman is going to do anywhere near what they think it's yeah. going to do or what Same. they want it to do. I'm not hearing good stuff about it. Um, so I, I think it's in trouble. Uh, and we all know that the one popular storyline that everybody wanted to see, they've canned. Yeah. Flashpoint. Yeah. Um, so, and now they're doing like 18,412 different Joker movies. Yeah, exactly. With 18,412 different Jokers. Yeah, the like, only one that was really fuck? successful was freaking Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder yeah. Woman. Yeah. Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And, and Man of Steel was successful. But it was until the they tried to shove him into Batman vs Superman yeah, and then into Justice League awful. in about four seconds. Yeah, right? you got to build it. You got to right. build it, and they didn't build well, it. Well, they're playing catch up, and yeah, was, and but, you can't, you can't. Yeah. Um, but so the question is, what what's going to happen to this extended universe? I have no idea. Um, Especially think, all the stuff that's going on with uh, Affleck there. Yeah, with, uh, his yeah. rehab shit. Yeah, because now, and we still can't get a straight answer. Is he or is he not done playing yeah, Batman? Exactly. Nobody will give a straight answer. No but I knows. think the studio is going to end up making that decision because apparently there are rumors now, and, and I feel bad for this. Yeah. I do. Because, you know, it is a problem. It's an addiction. It is hereditary. Who knows what his family situation right. is like or not like. But it's a problem, and I feel like it's... I feel bad for him. Well, wasn't but, he in rehab for gambling But <laughs> But apparently... The studios are running into problems with, and I don't know anybody who's not familiar with how the industry works. When you work on a project, especially a film project worth you know two hundred million dollar budget, or you have to be bonded and you have right. to be insured, <clears throat> right, and right. all of these actors are insured in case anything happens to them during filming or whatever. Well, apparently, Let's a lot at, of the studios have come Robert out Downey publicly Jr. and said they <laughs> yeah. just think that. After this rehab stint and this latest problem for Ben, he might not be insurable. Yeah. And I'm like sorry, Robert but, Downey Jr. wasn't yeah, for years. I'm, I'm sorry, but any studio is not going to sign him for a gig if yeah. they can't insure him. Because if he, God forbid, goes on a binge yeah, exactly. and walks away and something happens and they have to shut down production, mm-hmm. there's nothing to stop the money gap. Exactly. And, I mean, so I think he... He might be in trouble. Yeah. I mean, you know, we so might have to see the end of Was a, he in rehab for? I didn't even know alcohol. he was in rehab. Alcoholism. Alcohol. Like okay. hardcore. Okay. Apparently he had fallen off the wagon and Oof. was like... Was that what... I mean, that's that's all hearsay. It's like, would, would that be one of the reasons, I guess, his, he's not married to uh, Jennifer Garner. No, he is still married to Jennifer Garner. I thought he wasn't. He oh. is. The divorce... They're separated, they separated, though, right? separated. And the divorce okay. papers were all drawn up, but she refused to sign them. Oh, okay. And it, it was because of custody. She refused yeah. to agree to a custody agreement until she was p- sure that he was able to share custody. Oh, okay. And this last, apparently somebody took a picture of him with a delivery guy coming up, and there was some video, and he snagged the box like aggressively away from yeah. the delivery guy, and it was a box of alcohol oh. that had been delivered. And apparently that was the last straw. Jennifer saw yeah. that and immediately drove over there and basically said, get the fuck in the car. We're going to rehab. You're done. You know, and... 
Like, there's pictures of it everywhere. Well, I'm I mean, sure I know, I know he, point, like, he had a gambling it, problem with rehab for that, um, too. Yeah, no, apparently this is just right. alcohol. No, I know. And, in the past, he had, an, he had a gambling problem. And apparently there was no problem. He basically broke down and admitted to her that he knows he's in trouble and, he, and that he's not going to fight her on it and whatever. And then, so, apparently now the divorce has been settled upon the successful rehab and him coming out. Yeah. The, the whole reason it's been in delay for as long as it was in delay is because she refused to give joint custody if he wasn't going to be able to be a responsible father taking care with with you know the alcohol problems. So kudos to her for that and for fighting to make sure. She never at any point wanted to d- deny him being a father. That's why she never said, fine, I'm just going for sole custody. Yeah. You know, go go away. She never wanted to deny him being a father or being in their life. <clears throat> she just didn't want to make it to where he couldn't do it properly yeah. and put them in danger. So kudos to her. And hopefully he is able to come out of this. I mean, I'm pulling for like a Robert Downey Jr. type turnaround. Yeah. You know, I mean, right. hopefully he can do that and... and you know, we'll see. Yeah, but hopefully. Well, I'm looking at a TMZ thing right now, and I guess uh, he's been in and out, apparently. He's been spotted going home and coming back in of rehab, and this picture of him looks pretty rough. So. It was like an outpatient see, is it, is that, Yeah, that's the question. Is it an outpatient? Because from what I understood, yeah, it, it, might was, be. it was not. I've so that's not good. Uh, yeah. That's uh, not good. Um, it doesn't look good. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But it's much respect to Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited because we have a guest coming on for Jennifer Garner. Yes. Uh, uh, Peppermint. She's yes. about her new movie opens this week at Peppermint. One of our guests is stars in that with her, so I'm Hell really yeah. excited. But much respect for her. It's not an easy thing to do to be in love with somebody that's got major problems and denies the problems and or yeah. can't fight off the problems. It's, yeah. it's a hard thing to do. And, um, you know, she's put her her own career on hold for decades basically mm-hmm. uh you know when she became a mom she yeah. kind of stepped back and he kind of didn't want her to work and be the mom and you know i mean it, it's it's i don't know she's she's just yeah much respect to her yeah. it's it's not a strong thing so back to henry cavill first of all i think he's going to be amazing in witcher yeah um, <laughs> i'm a big this fan. is where all this started he was really yeah. good is that, in is uh, that mission that impossible too. Game? Yeah. yeah i don't know Oh, oh is, is it based on the video game? I think I believe it's a, it is. It's that oh. R-rated game, that, yeah. that, that uh, online game. Yeah, I believe okay. that's correct. Interesting. Kevin oh. plays that. That's yeah, cool. I'm a huge fan of Henry Cavill. Yeah. I, I think he's a phenomenal yeah. actor. I thought yeah, everything I've seen him in, he's great. Yeah. Um. So I think this. is I've never seen be a Immortals. Hit. It's good. The Immortals. It is good. Yeah, is it's good. Um. I think it's going to be a huge hit, and and I, I think he's done playing Superman. In my opinion, I think oh, he's man. done. Well, I mean, there were other things were clearly more of a priority over Superman anyway, because even Mission Impossible, that's why he refused to shave his mustache, and they had to, like, CGI it out for that's Superman. That's what I'm saying. In this character, he's, like, full out, all yeah. decked out, beard and long right. hair. Yeah. And if he goes all natural with that, like, yeah. they wouldn't let him shave the mustache. Yeah. think they're going to let him shave all that? <laughs> Be like, nah. Yeah. And you can't CGI that. Yeah. The right. mustache looked bad enough. He yeah. can't give him the whole beard. So, That'd I mean, really Superman's... Bad. Clearly not so. his most top priority anyway. I, listen, yeah. I think if you want to save the DC universe and actually compete with Marvel, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman is film number one. Yeah. Now start to build around yeah. it. And ten Should years from now, scrap everything you might else? have it. You might have a successful kick-ass universe yeah. well, that you can build around. When they renamed the uh, DCEU to, uh, I think, the world... the. DC, the world of DC or something like that. Yeah, whatever. I well, it's like I think their intention was just they were basically that was their reboot. They yeah, were basically I, I, gonna. I just. They're gonna make it where it's an. El- it's it's a uh, it's a. Uh, 
a, a multiverse. Yeah. Type Wonder, deal. Wonder Wonder Woman is the key. Yeah. Just start there and build around Wonder Woman, and they're going to be okay. In my opinion, though, they already have a DC universe that can compete with Marvel. Yeah. And that's on the television side. Yeah. It's exactly. freaking perfect. It's it's the perfect DC universe. And now they're adding to it with the Titans and Doom Patrol and Stargirl oh, and like all these different things. By the way, Berlanti's behind all of them. Yeah. Uh, he is the key. I think if you want to fix the, the movie side, put Berlanti in charge. And let your him bring TV his, characters. Yeah, bring the ki- characters into the, the movie side and done. You can com- you can compete with Marvel. Yeah, exactly. But unless Berlanti is in charge and unless you follow along with what he's done so successfully. By the way, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Um, say it. Yeah. Well, last week, uh, as you guys know, um, I listed Autumn Reeser as one of my favorite actresses. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say there's a huge campaign going on right now because they announced uh, in the crossover, yeah. Lois Lane uh, is going to be in the Arrowverse and she's going to be yeah. in this crossover. She's perfect. Yeah, Berlanti, if you're listening to me, buddy, if you're listening to me, Autumn Reeser. Yeah, there's a lot you, of fans you know, that are like He already hired her for No Ordinary Family. He yeah. knows she's got superhero creds. Yeah. He's worked with her before. She's phenomenal. She's perfect for fucking Lois Lane. She's perfect I, for Lois if, Lane. If Berlanti's already got his hands full with the television projects, I think that if they, they should have kept Jeff Johns on as creative, and they basically they they took Jeff Johns off, I guess, because he was butting heads with all the filmmakers. They need filmmakers that want to work with Jeff Johns because he yeah, knows the yeah. books better than but they do. That's what I'm saying. Berlanti is the man. Nobody has a problem with Berlanti, no. and he clearly has a passion well, apparently, for these characters. Apparently, and Warner Brothers universe. Pictures do. They don't want him doing. Working on their films. That's not true. He's he's, uh, he's currently working on a Booster Gold film for them. Uh, yeah, I mean, but they don't. W- and he just made them a shit ton of money off of his Love Simon film or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's clearly proven himself at the box office as well. Yeah. So I mean, I then think you're right. Then why don't they give him the, the keys? Uh, exactly. To that? Maybe because yeah. they think he's too busy. I mean, he is. What what's he got? Like thirty seven shows. Yeah, <laughs> on like all the networks. He's like and on shit. every. He's the yeah. first producer to ever have a current show on every single network and online. It's like crazy. Yeah. Um, it really is. So, but yeah, that's the secret. That's all I'm saying. Hell yeah. That's all I'm saying. And can we just talk about a little bit of stuff that came out on Wednesday? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. First officials of Captain Marvel. Yeah, that's oh my very God, exciting. It looked epic. Yeah. It looked absolutely epic. I love the, Brie Larson. And me too. And, and the, 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 the uh, scroll, uh, they, they just released all these pictures. So I'm fairly certain. And you guys know we pre-record this, so maybe it already hit. But I'm fairly certain a um, a trailer's coming. Yeah, got to see the trailer. Can't and by wait. the way, one more thing, because we're getting really close to having to call our guest, our first guest. But um, can we just talk about okay? And I'm not talking about um, Quentin Tarantino's. There's another Charles Manson movie coming out. Oh, is there? I, I and if you're a fan the of The Crown, yeah. Matt Smith, yeah. Doctor Who. Who we just talked about is going to be in Star Wars too. In Star Wars, he's playing Manson, and holy shit. Yeah. He Looks looked like freaking awesome. He looked like insane, crazy. He and the kudos to the makeup and hair people because he looked just like Manson. Yeah. No way you would be able to tell this is Matt Smith. Yeah, I mean it was brilliant. Talk about looking forward to. I mean, and the trailer was epic. It looked phenomenal. Yeah. So really excited about that. So if you guys are Matt Smith fans, <laughs> that's coming up. Hell yeah! Interesting. So yeah, can't wait. Okay, so J Lo, because I've been talking, 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 talking. Have you? Yeah, I have been. Uh, you know, I might be a little tipsy. It's really? okay. Yeah. Um. By the way, <laughs> Apothic Brew 
strong as shit. Strong it's good stuff. Shit. It is really good. How stuff. many commercials have we done for this thing? Uh, uh, that's free... the third one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I mean, that's like three mid-roll spots. So you know, I, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, we should um, uh, just contact this him guy. Right okay, let, just let's, send us a check. Let's talk yeah. about this for a second before we call him though. Um, James Dumont. Is James he, K. Dumont. Based yes. out of New Orleans. Uh, well, he's living in New Orleans. No, nice, nice. Yeah, this guy you might not recognize the name. Are you seen you've him? You've seen him, see, yeah, because he's been in just about everything. Yeah. You I've can seen him in dozens of things before I met him, and now and now I go back and I see. He's like, wait, <laughs> it's James. There you go, shit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like seriously though, and not just. I mean, he's television and film. Yeah, and right. like in some huge things, yeah. like you know, Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Get on up. I want to talk to him a little bit about his relationship with uh, Jared Leto. Oh, definitely. Didn't he like thank definitely. him for it? Um, what I like though so much about James, um, and if you guys are fans of Bourbon Bay Radio, where this show airs, and uh, that show with those guys, you've probably heard an interview with them. They've interviewed James before. Yeah, right. he's just so real. Yeah, he really. Is. Oh, yeah, he, he's, he's a he's a real. He's a working guy. Yeah. And he and he and he, From he Chicago. Yeah, and he lays it down. He tells you this is what acting really yeah. is. This is how it really you know. So I'd be curious. I want to hear his take on the Jeffrey Owens thing. I think that'd oh, be yeah. like and a he, phenomenal. He's a damn good acting coach. You know, too. he's yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And you can talk to him a little bit about that because yeah, you. Were a student of his. I, I hope he remembers me. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope he remembers me from that. I know he probably remembers me from. But um, yeah, Dallas. So yeah, because Jared Leto. I mean, yeah, they have a relationship. Apparently, they've partied. Yeah, and exactly. that's good. If you guys don't know, they were in Dallas Buyers Club yeah. together, and apparently, oh. they, they yeah, they like to party together. Yeah. So that's going to be really cool. Um, yeah, and then television. I mean, American Horror Story, NCIS, New Orleans, mm-hmm. uh, Holt and Catch. Yeah. Uh, like, like, dude. I mean, he's been in like everything. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Stranger Deep, Things, Deepwater Horizon. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Deepwater Horizon. When the uh, Patriot, tall. the Patriot. Uh, he was in Speed. <laughs> he was yeah, younger. Yeah, Patriots Day. <laughs> exactly. It, it's a lot of stuff. He got, uh, I yeah. think he was. Th- think he was the guy that uh, the one of the. The, the worker guy that Dennis Hopper killed in Speed. <laughs> yeah. When he was younger. No, that might be that might be right. No, he told me about it last time I talked to him. There you <laughs> go. Um, so, it was a speed. so we're really excited to talk about him. You, you know, he's got a plethora of experience and a resume that's, you know, hard to beat, I think. Hell and yeah. um yeah, I mean it, it I'm super excited to talk about him and we'll give him a ring here in just a minute. Um a ring a ding ding. A ring a ding ding. But um so yeah, we're we're pretty excited about James and like I said, uh He'd be a great guest to have for the live show when I we think go so because if New you guys Orleans. don't know, we're talking about doing a live yeah. show uh from New Orleans. Yeah. And James is currently living in New Orleans. And uh, I think it would be a pretty epic, uh, yeah. To be honest, epic show. Yeah, cause... we're still looking for a restaurant or bar to hold that. So any of our New Orleans, the, the New Orleans listeners, we want to reach out and possibly host our podcast there for a night. That would be pretty awesome. We'd have some live guests, live entertainment. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the crazy ants invade New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> look out. Live guests. We want to get. Uh, I'm kind of already say? there. Like uh, Sophie, Sophie Howell, Howell yeah. would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it, you know, if we if we get Sophie and we get James, yeah, 
they are kind of tight with the man, the myth, the legend himself. Maybe we drag oh, him down shit. from the Big Apple. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can get is Clint Trailer down Park, into New Orleans. Is Trey right? the Park Shark going to start shooting again? Like, uh, <laughs> like, what's up? We'll do a recreation right there yeah, in the bar. That would be fantastic. Like, that would be pretty epic. That would be A pretty. reenactment of Trailer Park Shark. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That'd be funny as shit. Here's your sock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go back to one of our right. earliest if you episodes. You listened to our interview with Clint James, and you have no idea what we're talking about with the sock. Yes, um, you're gonna want to go back on iTunes and or Google Play Music. Yes, find the show with James, uh, Clint James, and give that a listen. Yes, the sock story alone is worth it. Yeah, it's it's absolutely worth and it. And something else, just to say it, because might as well since we're plugging everything, make sure to go follow us everywhere. And when you're on the Apple Podcast app or the Google Play Music app. Make sure to give us five stars. Rate us. Make sure to leave a little comment. Tell us what you think, what we need to improve on, anything like that. Because, you know, we're always trying to grow in this industry that's ever longing, growing, whatever. Longing. Yes. Ever longing. Ever longing, growing. This industry is longing for us. It is. I would like to to point out that Logan has not had any wine. No. (laughs) Uh, Leaves are the answer. Leaves are the answer. (laughs) Or the times of our life. Yes. Um, Look, this might be the feel-good episode of the show so far. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. To be honest, it it definitely feel good, feel good for Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, and it's about to feel better because, you know, I'm about to have another glass of apothic brew. Apothic brew. All right, brew. here Four we go. Four times. Four let's, times. Let's call him. Let's call Mr. Dumont. Mr. James Dumont. Yeah. Yeah. Hello? Hello. Hello. Is this James Dumont? Uh, you know. Hey, what's up? What's going on, y'all? Oh, uh, uh, you know, we're just being crazy, yeah, like yeah. we do. Welcome to the Crazy That's Ant exactly Farm. Right. <laughs> That's right. So uh, you survived Gordon, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, oh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was terrifying. So uh, over Sunshine, here to- blue skies. Right. Like, there's the wind that goes through, but this is like a heated wind. So yeah. Happening. Right. <laughs> it's like a beautiful sunny day, so really nothing's happening. Yeah. Exactly. You know, come on now. Yeah, it was uh, same over here in Mississippi. Yeah, and actually, yeah. we're making fun because today, while we're recording the show right now, it's been epic storming. Yeah. Uh, we've seen more rain and thunder and lightning today than anything we saw yesterday. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, yeah, pretty funny. Now we're getting the feeder bands. So you know. never, never forget uh, Tropical right. Storm Gordon. There was a leaf I saw, saw on the ground. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's right. Well, listen. Thanks so much for joining us, Hell man. Yeah. We're really excited about this interview, um, and really Absolutely. excited to have you on as a guest. Um, we were just telling our listeners, you know, for anybody who's fans with uh, that show with those guys and Bird Bay Radio, you know, you you interview with them, and. Uh, I, I listened in on, on on your most recent interview with them, and I was just impressed as hell. Um, I, the 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 way you approach things and the, and how real you are, it just I was really impressed, and I was excited to get you on the show and talk to you about uh your the way you approach your craft and and how you how you go about handling yourself and and, and the way you carry yourself in this crazy industry. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so so okay, so for our listeners who might not be familiar with you and, and like we said, you might not know his name, but you've seen his face and you've been That's in it like plant. just about everything. So um why don't you give him a little bit of a background on you? Yeah, that guy, exactly. <laughs> like one guy. Um 
So, so how did you get started in the industry? Because uh, you've been in it for quite a while now. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I grew up in Chicago, mm-hmm. so I was a kid, kid actor in Chicago. Um, did a little, a few things in high school. Um, my school had some, a lot of really amazing kind of people in it. Um, you know, Cusack was the year behind me, uh, year behind me, and then Jeremy Piven was my year, and then uh, Joni Cusack was a couple years older. Oh wow! wow. Was like, there was already a, like a theater, you know, there were already people working in film in Chicago, you know, when I was in high school. So the Hughes people, you know, Cusack, Cusack was working already while we were all in school. So you know, like, and I had the bug before that, just kind of doing theater as yeah. a kid. Um, and, you know, just as a way to kind of like, I, you know, I remember my mom telling me this story when I was real little, that like it was the first season of Sesame Street. That's how old I am. And um, <laughs> I remember looking at the TV and I just like turned to her, I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. She's right. like, what? I was like, I want to be on that. I want to be on TV. Like yeah. when I was really little. So kind of how I went. Just kind of like she's like you do. It's like then you know next thing you know I'm doing modeling and then doing commercials and stuff as a kid. And then um, I did a lot of extra work when I first started out. I did risky business oh. as an extra. I did uh, I mean pretty much as an extra. And then Blues Brothers, I was an extra. But then oh nice. There was this there was an opportunity to do like a whole dancing scene. They wanted people to do how to dance, and so like I knew how to dance, and so we did the whole dancing scene. Uh, you know, with Ray Charles, you know, dancing in the streets. So oh, wow. Nice. Shake a tail so feather. <laughs> yeah. That was the first kind of big thing where I was like, okay, now I got this sad card that I was supposed to get. And, you know, I've kind of had it ever since. And I stopped a little bit. I uh, played a little bit. Uh, played a little baseball in high school. Um, auditioned for lots of stuff. And then I got into college and went to school in Boston. Oh, they okay. Well, yeah, they, there you okay. Go. First of all, can there be a more epic way to get the SAG card? Right, like, shit. <laughs> That's a yeah, pretty. Yeah. Great. Like I went from like my uncle was the head of the CTA uh, transcripts for like special event. Uh huh. And so I was on the tr- I was like one of the passengers on the train on that. Oh, okay. And then someone had said one of some they were doing dance auditions next week for the for the scenes they were going to do on the train uh, train platform. So I went from being on the platform to, like, down on the street. So it was like, uh, you know, it's that story that everybody's like, oh, you want to, you know, some people do extra work in the hopes that they get upgraded to get a line. Right. Well, that was, that was my, you know, that was the situation for me. Um, and so, yeah, it worked out pretty great. And there's this one, I mean, I'm on the whole dance sequence, but there's one little section that I keep showing to my family and stuff. And so that's, and then that got me, you know, I, at that point, you, you do commercials for a little while. And you, you, you're called Taft Hartley, and then you have to, like, join the union. You're, you're a must-join. Right. And at that point, I was a must-join, so I was like, okay, now I'm doing movies, so, you know, I'm just going to, you know, but it didn't mean that I was working for, like, quite a good while. I right. small part in the movie Class with uh, Rob Lowe and Andrew McCarthy that got cut out. Yeah, right. and that's, uh, what, Jacqueline Bissett, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that one. And, and really not like a, like a movie. It was a movie of the week that I did early on. And then it wasn't until like I got, when I got to school in Boston, I went to BU on a, on a theater scholarship and uh, started again. They were just immersed in theater for the first two years. So then, then after that, I went to New York and I started working in New York. Awesome. Doing, doing mostly theater, like a lot of theater. You know, I did tons of, you know, we would, it, it was not uncommon at that point in time for an actor to be doing live readings of plays of young playwrights plays three four times a week i mean i would see a group of people that are all kind of like now these playwrights are all television 
producers and creators of shows and um you know we used to do a lot of their alan ball was one of the playwrights and he wow did, you know, six feet under yeah uh craig lucas um God, the list kind of goes on. Pretty much every, almost every writer that was on HBO in the last 20 years was, was, was a former playwright in New York. So there was a time where you would, us actors would just kind of go, re, you know, from reading to reading. It was just a way to keep your, your skills sharp. You know, the, 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 the modern day equivalent of that now is the, is the self-tape auditions. Right, you right. Know, so the way to kind of keep sharp is just by having real auditions that you put on tape. Um, but in the back of the day, it was just like you just, you had a, you know, there was, there was no cell phones and you had to have change in your pocket to call into the, you know, to the, uh, to your answering service or you had a beeper, right. you know, um, or you had an answer machine that, you would, that would, that would beep you when there was a message. So, you know, you just had to wait for the call, but while you were waiting, you were really kind of working your craft. So I was involved right. with Ensemble Studio Theater, which had like David Mamet as a theater member, uh, you know, God. as a playwright <laughs> member. So some of his early plays, John Patrick Shanley. Wow. Uh, Wendy Wasserstein, uh, you know, these are like playwrights from the, you know, mid eighties. Yeah. 90s right. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, so you would do, you would, you know, you would do their plays. That's how you kept your skills sharp. And from that you'd get plays and agents would be there and cast directors would show up because in those days cast directors would be out looking for people. Right. That right. was the kind of re- reverse of these days, which is they're, they're, you know, trying to avoid actors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, cause there's just so many of them. They're just like, you know, like, Better to have it electronically and keep it a distance. But those days, cast directors and agents were out three, four times a week watching their clients and various things. So that was a way in which that I got my first kind of agent that way, which was, um, uh, you know, as I was able to really kind of uh, be doing a play with somebody else who had an agent, and that agent came to the show, and that's how I got my first agent in New York. Right. And, and you know, that's fantastic. Just, I, I, I love the theatrical background and, and that, that you, you come from theater because uh, we've had several guests on the show who started in theater and they all talk about how they wouldn't have had it any other way, that the experience that they gained from there uh, and what it led to as film and television, you know, was invaluable. Um, and yeah. just hearing you talk, you know, and, and the way you say you approached you know, keeping your craft and doing the reads and, and the different things you can tell. Um, do you find yourself going back and doing a lot of theater now that you've seen a lot of success in film and television? Is it something that you still enjoy doing or? Oh God, I would, I would love to do it more than anything. It's just, it just becomes a financial and time, a time, you know, time responsibility. Right. You know, I, you know, I, I, you know, I'm the breadwinner of a family of four, you know, right. so it's like, you know, so film and television are my ways of making money. So I can't, um, I can't afford the ability to, to like not do a TV show or a movie in order to, to rehearse for six weeks and put up a play. Right. Um, so that's the, that's the biggest challenge for me is that you know, uh, you know, have, if I nail a series or something like that, or you know, some big movie where I'm working multiple weeks, you know, then I'd have a little bit of a nest egg in order to kind of put some time aside. There's a couple of plays that I, there's a play that I that I produced in LA that I've been dying to do in, in the South, which is about sports gamblers about guys that bet on college football and uh that's the kind of play that if i were to put it up at like a casino right it would never close it would just never it's like bleacher bums but for football Uh, yeah and it's you know these two two guys and a girl and two guys and the unlucky girl that's in the middle of their lives it's just a, a great comedy and we thought we would just run it for like six weeks in la ran for six months and there you go theater in la is like unheard of you know yeah. so 
that that's a play that's not something that I've been, you know, my wife has been bothering me about. Why don't you do that? Game? You know, serious games. I'm like, yeah, I don't get around to it. <laughs> you know, and I just, I just don't. So, I mean, I, that's something that I would probably pursue, but I'd probably produce that and put together three or four different casts. Yeah. In order to make, you know, make it, you know, keep the show running in case. Because the challenge we had in LA is that the same thing here is that all the actors that I've been working with in, you know, theater, uh, they work a lot in commercials in LA, but they worked a lot in television as well. So we had, we had three full casts of that play oh, in wow. order to kind of switch people around. So it became a little bit, you know, hard to kind of organize rehearsals and pick up rehearsals to do it. But in that six months' time, I mean, we went through all three casts of either replacing people or we didn't we didn't want to cancel the show. Yeah, I bet. So I think that uh, that's something that I would probably you know look into here in the South, just because I know this this playwright's from New Orleans. I know this play would be a huge hit here. But that'd be like the only thing that I would be excited about kind of doing for me locking up that time period when, you know, it's fall episodic season and I'm, I'm on a series that'll start back up in January. So it's like mm, that window of time to do it, you know, it's <laughs> right. just very small. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Well, I'll I tell you, I mean, the, the iron might be hot right now though, James, I'm just going to go along with the wife here and say a little bit, you know, with the yeah. whole passing of the sports book, you know, <laughs> in the casinos. I know not so much in Louisiana yet, but boy, I tell you what, it'd go over huge here. I think. <laughs> I think it's uh, they're trying to make it legal well, in Louisiana. I, I figured if this was like, you know, if I were to do it right and, and put it in a place, and I call it jock theater. You know, this is there the kind of theater where, where, you know, like a girl would go and they're like, yeah, you know, I never thought I'd be into this thing, but it's really good. You know, because <laughs> there's a girl character in the thing, you know. But it's like, you know, guys in football. It's just like that's Absolutely. never going to not go out of style, particularly in the South, and gambling, you know. Uh, it's got a, it's got a good edge. We'll see. I mean, I'm going to put together some readings of it and see if we get the people behind it. Awesome, one man. step at a time. But you know, I keep saying that I've been here three years now, uh, full time, and so it still hasn't happened. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have confidence it will, and when it does, let us know because we will yes. help promote it and, and push it and yeah, yeah, and get behind it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so okay, so you, when you say been here for three years, for our listeners, you're talking about New Orleans, correct? Yeah, I relocated about three years ago full-time. I've been going back and forth. My wife is originally from Baton Rouge, so we got lots of family here. Um, so we've been wanting to move back, you know, for a good while. Uh, I just, you know, if it wasn't for Deepwater Horizon, you know, that gave me 12 weeks of work where I knew that I would be having, you know, consistent employment enough right. to kind of make, you know, rationalize the move. Right. right. My daughter got in, my daughter got into NOCA, my son got into a school that's a feeder school for Jesuit high school. So, nice. you know, it was just like, it was kind of time for us to kind of, you know, LA, we'd done our, you know, ran the course in LA, had a nice house and sold it so that we're able to kind of have a, you know, a little bit better life here in Louisiana. Right. Right. Well, congratulations on that. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah. I, I think that's great. I think we've had several guests say that you've got to kind of pay your dues and make it through LA and yeah. then kind of go where you want to go. And, yeah. Right. I mean, well, you don't right. have to, you know, pretty much you can don't have to live in LA to be, right. if you've if already paid your dues. You yeah. Can do you it just got to kind of go right. through there and get where you want to go. So right. congrats to that though. That sounds fantastic. And, uh, Hey, New yeah. Orleans is picking back work, up again. I work and now I work a lot more on the East Coast than I did before. You're you know, just out in Baltimore, in LA, right? It's like the New York really never really kind of considered you for opportunities because you were LA, right? Um, but now that now that I'm in New Orleans, which is you know three hours from LA and three hours from New York, um, and one hour from Atlanta, exactly. you know, I'm kind of in the right spot right. for 
whatever I need to do. So I've, I've worked both in New York and in L.A. The irony is, I, you know, after a year of being here, I book a big miniseries back in L.A. for the Law & Order, you know, Menendez. Yeah, or, right. Like, yeah. you know, I, I guess I had to leave L.A. in order to get, you know, right. yeah. Yeah. To get, you know, get six episodes on the series. I guess I had to leave. Right. Yeah. So it's just That's one funny. of those kind of like, uh, you know, I think, you know, and I said it before for younger actors, I think, you know, you really... Everybody feels like you've got to be in L.A. or you've got to be in New York, and I just that's just not the case. Atlanta's just fine. New yeah. Orleans is just fine. I think the, the, the thing that people really, um, you know, because I, I started to coach, which I've never done before. I started that, coaching and teaching about three years ago. That, that's how and, we met. <laughs> uh, I had a lot of young actors that I kind of mentor and help and really get their on-camera skills competitive you know, for whatever market, you know, but... I think the thing that I that people happens is they do one job on NCIS New Orleans and they're like, I'm ready to go to LA and I'm like, Look, no one is gonna care about cop number one. Right. right. <laughs> it's like like, you know, you why leave here, you know, where you're one of like twenty five young actors that everybody likes, you know, then uh, go there and be you know, two hundred and fifty thousand actors yeah, in your age group, you know. Be, being a small fish in a small pond rather than a so I always say to young actors, I'm like, you know, don't leave one market until you've really dominated that. Right. And then go on to the bigger markets. I mean, until you're the guy that walks into every audition in Atlanta and Louisiana, um, or even New York, you know, you go, until you're the guy that's booked every other job that there is to be had in that area, that's when you leave. But until you're that person, uh, or let them call you. Let them, let them, you know, most of few of the actors that I know that have done so well, are because those because they were being pursued by managers and agents in Los Angeles or New York. Right, right. You know, they were coming yeah. looking for them. You know, and I go back to the Dakota Fanning story, which is Dakota Fanning, like stayed in high school all in Atlanta, all while she was a movie star. Yeah, she never left. Her, you know, the, you know, and Elle didn't leave until she was done with high school. So it was like the Fanning still lived and worked in Atlanta, but she's worked all over on movies. So, right. I just feel like until until they're calling you, um, there's really no reason to kind of go there. I know there's a time and window where, you know, if you're 18 to 24 in terms of the type of characters, that that's a place for you. Uh, but but there's already people already there, and they're and they're not making a living, and they're struggling, and the cost of living is extremely expensive in LA now, more so than it ever has been before. So I feel like you know until you're the person that's you know got you know, recurring role on a network series or you've been in a major film, a uh, really nice role on a studio movie or a lead in independent, you know, you have those kind of like under your belt, you know, and you have rep- and you have real so- solid representation that is, that is, that's hungry and excited about working with you. That's the time to go. But until then, you know, this is a great place for you to really do as I did when I was younger, which is, you know, I did, I did readings everywhere. You know, yeah. I, I'd show up to the opening of an envelope. That's how hungry <laughs> and, and excited and desperate I was, you know? And uh, so I feel like, you know, that, that that same kind of excitement, enthusiasm, and now there's a time where people create their own projects. So Definitely. you can shoot a feature film, you can do a web series, you, can, you know, you can do your own television series. You know, I shot my own show recently, and that never did that before. Yeah. So I think it's it's a time now where... You know, until they're really, they're looking for you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, there's no reason to leave. You know, dominate one market before you go on to the next one. And see, I think that's just, like, fantastic advice. It's Like I said, it's one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on the show because 
it, it's real. You you just lay it out and, and, and you say how it is. And and I, I think that that's invaluable advice for people who are listening to the show trying to crack yeah, into definitely. the industry who think that it's not possible. And not only are you saying it's possible, but you're telling them how to do it. And, and you know, I, I just, yeah, I, I think it's fantastic advice. I like your approach. Um, and, and I think it's the, the way you've been able to build a career by the way that you think shows that you can have a successful career over a long period of time yeah um and and make a living doing it the way you're doing it and uh so much respect for you and how you've been able to do Thank it you. um uh, I, uh, I think it's fantastic and uh, I, i'm glad our listeners are hearing it uh, are you still coaching yeah i still coach i do an, i do an on-camera workout uh yeah, three times a week when i'm not when i'm not working yeah that, that's, that's how we met <laughs> Actors bring in material, and I kind of get them sharp on camera and get them notes and adjustments. And then the big I, thing is we watch playback, and playback's really where you learn. You know, if you if you don't know, you're not doing something, or you got you know this little tick of your you know eyebrow, or you raise your eyebrows a lot, or your eye lines are outside of the frame. You know, it's like if you don't if no one's showing you that, you well, know, you're never going to get better. And I think you know, unlike well, when you're doing theater, you do it live and. The audience tells you whether you suck or not. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> so it's like, but I mean, when it comes to film or television, it's like you have the luxury of playback to really kind of learn and see what changes and adjustments. So it becomes very empowering. So for me, I I feel like you know I'm I'm creating this kind of uh, uh, class that you know, and I've done it in New York, and I've done it in Atlanta and Chicago, and uh, did it up in uh, uh, Boston when I was working up there. I just, you know, find six to eight people who are really hungry to kind of learn the craft of how to work within the, you know, act within the context of the frame and really prepare for auditions. Because now we're at this time where, you know, you can shoot auditions, you can live one place and, and shoot and work somewhere else. Right. So exactly. it's like, it, it all comes down to crafting. And it's, and it's important to know how to act because then I can really kind of help you as opposed to, I'm not an acting teacher, you know what I mean? I can't teach you how to act. Uh, right. Well, I mean, what I do but I can teach you what to act and what's applicable for an audition. That's, I think that's what's different. Is well, that well, you're, I myself, you're an know, excellent coach, if I recall. Three times a week, so I'm showing you, you know, techniques and skills that I use myself in real time. It's not like I'm trying to rope you into a class for six to eight weeks and, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Fill, fill you up with philosophy. I'm actually filling you up with, you know, knowledge and, and real things that I use myself. Well, so it's a it's a little bit different in that regard than you know your your basic acting class or an on camera class. Absolutely, is that it's a, it's a workout. You know what I mean? You go, you know, I'm a I'm a coach. You know, I'm not really uh, I have things to teach people, but I'm not a teacher per se. I, I don't know from opportunity and how and what my experience is. Yeah, um, I I, we, I don't know if you remember that's how that's how we met. I know we've met other places, but. Uh, uh, a friend of mine, uh, uh, Nuruddin Debose, brought me to your class once, and uh, I think uh, the only thing you, I think you remember one thing: you just I had a problem with my eye line, so you gave me. So you're an ex, you're an excellent coach. I do remember that, and so uh, I I would Thanks. fully endorse you for that. But um, I was just curious if you were yeah, still doing. Yeah, because I think it. it's 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 in crafting. Right. You know, you're not going to outfame somebody, and you're not going to out uh, cue them in terms of you know or. Or visibility, or their, or or influence, or social media influence. You're not gonna. That's not gonna work. You know what I mean. You're not gonna be able to, to alter or change that. Right. What you can do is you can outcraft somebody. You know you 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 know you can't outfame them. You can't outage them. But you can outcraft them. And so I think it just comes down to. And I do remember you coming in. And that's what it is. Like you know, no one. 
there's a lot of people who do these self tapes that you know they're in the taping business, so it's about turnaround. Right. It's about trying to coach them or get better. Right. It's about like, well, when I'm done with you, I got five other people behind you. You know, like right. you want to do it again? Yeah. Like that's the only no. Like that's not <laughs> like your friend could do. A monkey could do that. You know. Yeah. But I feel like when you're really giving somebody like tools and techniques and things to remember for this one and for the next one, then things kind of get progressively better. And you start to see that the caliber and the quality, like I just coached a, a well-known actor here in New Orleans who works a lot and everybody knows him, but he's like, was up for a big thing. And Lance had coached him on his first audition. And then we got, we got notes and stuff like that. And I said, okay, let's, I said, I see what happened. I see the audition. I see what the notes are. These are the things I would fine-tune and change. And, of course, you know, boom, he got the job. The, right. The big one. So it's like, you know, and after, you have to know that even the people at the top level, like Tiger Woods has a coach. And Absolutely. Like, you know, exactly. Like, you know, the, uh, you know it's, uh, Serena Williams has a coach. And right. now Labor Day weekend. So it's passed. But my point is, is that, you know, even at the top levels, the people have coaches. And I know it's hard and expensive. But I also feel like, you know, no deposit, no return. Exactly. You don't put in the time and energy. Like one of my, one a brand new kid, new to the business, you know, was brought to me, and he's like, I really wanted, I'm really hungry, and I was like, okay, we'll come to class. He drives in from Lafayette to my class in New Orleans and shows up there for three hours and drives on back. There and you he go. Kept doing it and doing it, and then finally he gets his first live audition. He goes in, and today he called, said he got called back, and I'm like, of course you did. I was like, you, you know, he goes, well, what do I do in the callback? I said the same thing we do in session. You're going to get notes or adjustments. You take those notes and adjustments, and you deliver them. That's yep. it. Yep. Just like you would do on set. Right. So, I mean, like, there's a guy that's brand new to the business and has already gone from, but I, I, he was praising me, but I was like, you don't just praise me. You're the one that, you're the one that drove in. You're the one that spent the time, money, and energy to invest in your, in wanting to do this. And you're hungry and you want it. And so, you know, rather than feel entitled because there's tax credits here or that there's lots of opportunities and they'll just, they'll just keep coming. Um, I think his general philosophy was, I just want to get a little bit better. And I think that, that little germ or seed of somebody wanting to get just a little bit better than they were yesterday or the day before. Right. Um, you know, that's, that's, the, that's, that's gold for me. Cause I can help you, you know, Absolutely. but I feel like there's, there is, a, there is a little bit of a, there is a little bit of a, a entitlement when it comes to, you know, all the business has been here for over a decade now. And I think a lot of people take that for granted. Right. And they don't realize that, you know, people are leaving wherever they are and going to Atlanta. There's more competition now. Yep. And that, you know, you have to be as good as the people in L.A. or New York. It, it becomes down to economics. You know, it's like you have to be just as strong as those larger markets. So, you know, for me and my, you know, my mentor is a guy named Tim Phillips who, is kind of an audition guru for 30 years. Mm -hmm. You know, I spent 10 years working with him, you know, on, you know, 50 booked jobs, you know? Wow. So, you know, even, even, and he's in Atlanta now. So now my teacher, <laughs> you know, so I turned to my students, I'm like, you guys got to get better. Cause my yeah. teacher is <laughs> right, like, uh, in Atlanta. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's like the boss's boss, you know, to be the, I was like, you know, so, uh, I mean, y'all got to get, y'all got to get, you know, I, I understand, you know, people work, you know, two, three jobs and it's hard to invest and it's hard to pay back. But if, if you get that, you know, the hard thing to understand is if you get that audition, this is your best acting opportunity. This is the acting job you have this week. Absolutely. And so, you know, treat everything like it's a way to drop everything and be ready and just do your best. Yep. Treat everything uh, like it's, like career, it's an award winning role. Job, <laughs> that's the name of Tim's book. And it's like, that's what that's what it's about. 
You know, that's how that's how I've been able to survive after all these years. I've watched tons of very talented, much more talented than me people leave the business because of the business. They yeah. just, they just and they and they, or they got really good at doing this one thing, and then that one thing was no longer you know interesting. You know, nine hundred two one zero hunky good look was like that's not enough. You know, yeah. you know and that. So, uh, that James is a great point. First of all, let me just say I love the terminology because. You hear acting coach all the time, but then you listen to these people talk, and it's more like they're a talent scout or a right. talent. A, you, li, listen, you either have talent or you don't. That's just it. I'm but a firm coaching, believer in that. Coaching is a great terminology because you can coach talent. You right. can't teach talent, but you can coach talent. Right. Like you said, you That's can exactly give them right. the tools to succeed or not succeed. So I love the fact that you don't you know how do to that. use that tool. You know, that it doesn't, it's, it's pointless. That's why I say to people, I'm like, you know, you come to me when you know how to act. Exactly. Right. You know, I can't teach you how to act. Right. That's, that, that's for another teacher. And, and, there, and there are great ones here and other places. Right. But it's like how, what to act and how to make it applicable for on-camera work. Yes. Uh, I'll go up against anybody, anybody in this region in that regard. You yeah. Know I mean, I, like the, the, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I, because I'm doing it myself. It's not like I'm not giving you somebody else's philosophy. Well, right. exactly. You know, the, and these are tools. These are tools that I use myself to get work. And, and very successful. Like, yeah, and right. been successful for you know decades. And what I what I love is what you just said though. You know, like if somebody gets relaxed or comfortable and they fall into this niche of this is what they do, and then what they do is no longer wanted. So I love the approach that you take about no, you have to be able to do this and this and this and this and be able to use those tools to to. Go after more than one thing because I think you're right. I th I think we've seen a lot of people come and go where they just get comfortable in what they're able to do and never grow. And then like what they're able to do is no longer necessary and there they're gone. And right. I, I love the fact that, that you bring that up and are real about that because I, I agree with you. I think we've seen a lot of talent talented people fall by the wayside because they were stuck in one mode. And I, that's a that's great exactly point. Right. That is a great point. And, you know, even and, – and I'm not saying these things as even philosophically for myself. These are things that I really apply to myself. Like right. I've had to rebrand and re – I have to work my, – my representation has to re-educate other cast directors that saw me early in my career where I was green and I was not able to craft out my audition. Right. And, and never gone back there for like 10 years. So it's like, you know – even even at, even at my level, you know, like I learned this thing from Henry Winkler, you know, it's a hustle at every level. Exactly. Right. It's a hustle at every level. And, and I had this hilarious thing happen where Henry Winkler handed me a, you know, I met him. I'm like, oh, my God, it's the Fonz. Fucking Yale <laughs> graduate, the Fonz. I mean, like, I'm meeting the Fonz. He hands me a card. On the back of the card, it's like, please watch my show Tuesdays on CBS. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wait, wait. I just got solicited by the Fonz. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's owns, hilarious. He owns the rights to the MacGyver series. He was the wow. Fonz. He was, he's a Yale graduate. And, and he, here he is pitching and trying to get me to watch his fucking TV show. Right. So yeah. I'm just like, if you, if you know, you got to know that if the Fonz is hustling, yeah. then what's right. your excuse? What's it, your excuse? <laughs> he's an American icon. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! That's I don't awesome. try to rest on any laurels. I don't. I think it's a huge mistake to rest on any laurels. Exactly. You know, because because the business changes, taste change, uh, uh, qualities and styles change. Right. Um, you know, I, I. You know, this is why I'm big on Tim Phillips' book so much. And Tim, 
in, in Tim Phillips in Atlanta, it's timphillipsstudio.com, by the way. Okay. Uh, two S's, Phillips <laughs> Studio. And why I'm thinking about, what I'm, what I'm crazy about him is because everybody was talking about this Michael Shirtless audition book. Right. Which is 30 years old. And, and the acting style and what he's teaching is 30 years old. Mm. It's be bigger, bolder. When if you look at these TV shows now, it is not about that. Right. It, you, watch, you watch Handmaid's Tale. You watch Ozark. It is about small, crafted subtleties yes. that have nothing to do about being bigger or bolder. It's about agree. being less and less is more. And simplistic and, and clear and specific. Yeah, exactly. So it's like here, here's a here's a book that's clouded as the big audition book, but it's it's dated. It's almost like some of the acting techniques are dated. They don't they're not applicable for 21st century actors. That's exactly right. So and then you have somebody who's talking about being clarity, being clear and specific, like Larry Moss's book, right? Or Tim Phillips' book about you know cliches or little or, or you know three act structures within an audition. I mean, like stuff like that is. Is, is totally applicable for now. Absolutely. So, you know, I think for, even for me, it's like I've gotten, I've learned to get better on camera from my students. I've learned a great deal from them. And then the hard challenge is being able to articulate what I do to someone else to try to get them to do it. Absolutely. And that, that's been the biggest challenge for me. But now I'm able to kind of now really get down my, my verbiage and my language and, and, and get to evoke a kind of response from, from them. And then what's happening is then myself, when I'm looking at material, I'm working that same particular way. Yes. I'm trying to find the things that are going to separate me from everybody else. And see, I love so that. I, I love yeah. the fact that you, you, are, you recognize that you can learn at the same time you're, you're coaching. You, you, can, you can learn Correct. just as much from them as you're teaching them. And I, I, I love Absolutely. that because you're never too old to learn. I think anybody that follows us, uh, you know, and follows us individually, know, we, we talk about, and I love that the fact that you said, you know, never rest on your laurels. We, we can't say hustle and grind enough. I, exactly. I look at right. it as your brand is a living document, if you will. It's right. ever-evolving right. and ever-changing. It and if change, it's not... It will evolve and it will grow. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's, you yep. know, uh, I, do you guys know the play American Buffalo? Yeah. I used to... I, I have this analogy that I, that I think is really good, which is... Do, do you know the play well enough that there's three main characters in the play? Uh, okay. Okay, there's, yeah. There's, Bob, there's Bobby, Teach, and Donnie. Bobby is a young... He's, you know, teenager. He's a heroin addict. So he's just ins has an insatiable appetite for if he does these jobs and tasks for these guys, he'll get he'll get his drug. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's Bobby. And then there's Teach, who's like a kind of like a low level, not exactly a lieutenant, but he's like a low level kind of criminal. You know, he does little jobs to kind of get I around so he can kind of, you know, I think I've been a scene to this in he's, college. He's basically, the, you know, and he's got a little chip on his shoulder because he's not exactly where he wants to be right and then you have and you have donnie who's like he, he he just sits there he is who he is he doesn't make excuses for anything he fucking controls everything and he keeps everybody i did do a lot, scene for this you know? in college <laughs> so i always say the actor's career is like bobby teaching donnie there you go is that when you're when you when you're young you're like a heroin addict you i as i did every reading every play every student film changing and pizza parlors, you know, doing student films that I never get copies of. You know what I mean? I did everything I possibly could because I was hungry and I wanted it badly. And then you get into the teach phase of things where all of a sudden you get a little bit of taste, you get some job, but you're not quite the movie star. You're not quite where you want to be. 
but you you know you're there. Yeah. You know you but you but you do want more and you strive for more. And then you get into the Donnie phase where you're just you know you're just an old character actor and you just show up and you just say your lines, you get paid, you tell some stories, and you go home. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You've reached Connery you know, level. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, and I wave and I waver between teaching Donnie. And, and, and go back to my Bobby phases every once in a while because, you know, even when I spoke to you today, you know, like I'm, there, there are roles and relationships that I'm trying to connect the dots from all my reps. And there's cast directors I haven't seen in 10, 12 years that, are, that have projects that I'm right for. And even I have to, like, get my people to bother them to get me in the room. So you got to know that even after all these years, there's, there's, still, there's still an element of, you know, re, you know, Retraining, getting better, um, uh, rebranding, retooling your skills. Um, there's an, you know, there's an education process. You have to get people behind you that really are in your corner. You know, I mean, I've always, I've always leaned more towards. I've been with William Morris. I've been with you know bigger agencies and stuff where I just kind of get lost and I'm just another one of their dudes. Right. You know, um, but I've more likely tended to gravitate towards people that like get me and see and recognize what, what I'm capable of, and even things that are beyond that. This summer I did roles that I did for so outside of my wheelhouse. Right. You know, a, a, a serial killer uh, for this movie called Designed to Kill, where it's like, this guy killed nine people in Wisconsin, and he was a leader of a punk band that had a record label deal, and, you know, he was a former, you know, a Marine, he, so he knows how to kill people, but it's like, this, this, and he plays electric guitar, and I've never played guitar in my life. So, I mean, I really <laughs> stretch myself. You know, I learned, I went went to the range, I learned how to shoot, I learned how to fucking play guitar, and I never played guitar before. You know what I mean? I learned about the serial killer and how he kind of came about. It's called Design to Kill, so it's about the psychology of how somebody becomes an American jihadist. Right. And that's, like, that is not Dallas Buyers Club. That is not Jurassic World. That no. is not, you know what I mean? That is not the cop, the doctor, the lawyer. That no. is something, a totally different character of which, you know, um, you know, I was offered, you know. So it's, that's because, you know, I put in my time and the director has known my work for 25 years. So, Hell yeah. you know, it, it, it's, uh, you know, there, I feel like no effort, if someone puts no effort into something, you get no results, but exactly. you know, I think the thing is, what's frustrating is people feel they're putting an effort. It's not really kind of going. Um, and I, but I feel like it's fear of taking action, fear of taking risks, uh, that, that really kind of kill those, that, that kind of enthusiasm for what we do. Uh, I agreed wholeheartedly, and so, let's be honest about it. The industry is built on risk. You have to take risk in this industry. Yeah, right, you gotta jump. I mean, you yep. have to you have to grow and stretch, and the only way you do that is to do things out of your comfort zone. Yeah, and and that's exactly right. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, one okay. Now you have a really fascinating story because you brought up Dallas Buyers Club. And and yep. we we were a huge fan. Like I said, we listened to this interview that you did recently, and I know J Lo's got a question for you because this was an epic story. So I, I want to make sure any of our listeners that missed it are able to hear this story because I just love this story. So J Lo, go for it. I know you yeah. want to ask him. I just want to know uh, the relationship between you and Jared Leto. How's that? What's that like? Pretty amazing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Uh, I did something that I never did before. Almost on every set, when I'm working with an actor, I'll come right up to them and introduce myself. Hi, I'm going to be playing blah, blah, blah. Nice to meet you. Whether it's in the trailer or the makeup, makeup trailer or on set or whatever, I, I almost always do that as a means to go, hey, we're about to work together. I just want to you know, introduce myself. Right, right. And 
I was in the makeup trailer, and uh, I never know. I don't know Jared. I never met him before. The nature of the relationship between the father and son is really estranged. There's almost like they're, they're total strangers. They don't yeah. know each other. And he was over in the corner getting all his makeup done because he was, had AIDS and right. yeah. all the pox and, and things. And he had music playing in his headphones, and uh, so he seemed to really be in his own kind of world. And I kind of made a decision that I was not going to speak to him at all as an actor <laughs> to actor. Just I made a decision that, like we, that, that I don't know that fucking guy. Right. <laughs> and and it's a strange, and it's all this kind of thing. And I never did that before, and I don't know what kind of prompted me to do. But I also felt like he he saw me out of the corner of his eye, and I saw him out of the corner. So I think he knew who I was, and I knew who he was. Right. But I never. Uh, but we never spoke to each other at all. I think when we got on, when we got on set, um, you know, the director Jean-Marc Vallée, who's an amazing director. Anybody who ever gets an opportunity to work with him, uh, do it. He's incredible. Um, uh, he had set up uh, speakers around the thing because we were using the Alexa camera, so it doesn't require lighting setups. It's a general lighting setup for the whole scene. Right. And they use a lot of natural light, so the lamps and the, there was somebody bouncing light off the streets because we were downtown New Orleans and. You know, he had a side conversation with me, then he had a side conversation with Jared. The photographs that are in the Dallas Buyers Club scene are of, of my my real wife and my kids oh, wow. that awesome. are not part of that are not part of, you know, the, the family and so he's looking at photographs of another family that's almost strangers to him, which is not his. And that's basically that's what the intent was. Yeah. So you know, then there was this very slow, melodic kind of like a French accordion kind of music playing, which is very sad and melodramatic, and, and Jean-Marc had set that music up specifically to kind of set a tone of what the scene's about. Mm -hmm. So he had a little side conversation with Jared, had a side conversation with me, and he said, hey, don't worry about the camera. The camera's job is to find you. You just do the scene. And uh, I'm you know, I'm not going to call cut. I'll call cut when we're, we're done. Uh, so, and then we'll just say, do it again. He goes, but I'm, uh, I just want you to go through the action. I'm not going to call action. You just do what you're going to do and let the camera discover it, and we'll go from there. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. And so then we, you know, we did the scene. He got some notes. I got some notes. We did it again, and then we ended up doing it like forty times. <laughs> like something, I think it was forty-two times. Wow. And I found out from the editor that that one scene has eight different cuts in it that are from the various forty and forty. Yeah. Wow. And once we really kind of had the scene, and, and, and you know, he would give a little, you know, to do this, he'd give a little tweaks here and there, and this move around here. And, uh, then we would improv stuff. Then, then it was like coming up with stuff, and I tell him, you know, well, God's punishing you. You have AIDS, you know. And don't worry, I'll cash in. I'll cash in on yeah. your on your demise. Right. Choosing, you know, you made that choice to be who you're in. And, and, and mom, you know, and he'd say, well, I've always been a disappointment for you. You know, you wish I was dead when I was little. You know, and I was like, it was all these nasty, horrific things that were said to each other. Yeah. And after it was all said and done, I mean, we were both fucking emotionally and we both were in tears back I very bet. different types of scenes back and forth and then when the scene was all over he turned to me and, and I turned to him and I said, he goes who are you? because <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jared and we, and we never spoke to each other at all it was always in character and only at that moment and he's just been man we just fucking created some magic here Yeah. and from that point on like Jared felt like that scene was the scene that got him the Golden Globe and the Oscar. The right. Oh, man. Other scenes were intense. Yeah. But the one between father and son was the one that really put him over the top. Yeah. yeah. And anybody so who's, the, 
Yeah, anybody yeah. who has not seen the movie, they you yeah, should definitely see the movie. Oof. And like, you're right. That that you know, like scene Jennifer is Jennifer Gardner like came up to me on the carpet. She's like, that scene is the most powerful, heartbreaking scene in the oh entire my movie. Absolutely. Like, you're, yeah. Who are you? You're amazing. Yeah. And and so Jerry never kind of forgot that. So when he came to LA, Thirty Seconds to Mars was at the Hollywood Bowl, and he gave me a couple tickets, and I went backstage with my daughter and met him and his brother and band and you know and then when it came to the golden globes i mean i'm, I'm there with him he's like hold the golden globe half this is yours and i'm like no 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 this is you buddy but but like that kind of generous spirit of which he didn't have to do any of that right you know and that's a mark of of you know i found my experience has been that the people at the top levels of this business are there for a very very good reason right the Tom Cruises and the Tom Hanks and the and Spielbergs and the Soderbergs, it's like, these are exceptional people. These are exceptional people on many, many different levels. Not anywhere near the tabloid shit of the Kardashian crap that's out there. <laughs> I mean, real fucking, real, mm-hmm. real talent. Yes. And yes. real, and, and real genuine, and they, they, they spend their time and they understand the value. When we're doing uh, Catch Me If You Can, there were Make-A-Wish kids there. Mm-hmm. That would not even be able to live for when the movie came out. And after yeah. each take, Tom would stop and Leo and, and Steven would explain to the kids how the scene was, that it was historical. Cool. And, and, the, and some of the kids are lying there. They can't even stand up. That's how, that's how deathly ill they are. Right. And, and it's like that, that you, that's what, that's what, that's use fame that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Is to help and, 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 and create an amazing experiences for people. Right. Uh, as opposed to this other just tabloid crap. Yeah. No, you know? yeah. Oh, I, so I love that. When I really, when I, you know, I learned a lot of really uh, lessons. I don't, I, I still, I still do an intro and I, I may do every once in a while, you know, if, if the right character and situation is right, that I won't have conversations. And I did that a little bit in Baltimore with certain people. I just, because my character was such a sociopath, I did not give eye contact to people. I did not right, make right. jokes. I did not, you know, like I, and then when the work was over, then I was fine. Right. Yeah. But when, when I was in that work mode, I basically was very detached, wow. <clears throat> unpersonable, very much like my character was. Yeah. Well, I wasn't staying in characters per se. I just wasn't engaging in, in conversations and interactions of which uh, would distract me from what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. I, see, I, I, I'm I, I'm glad J Lo asked because I, I wanted to hear that story again, and I wanted the listeners to hear it. And I love the way that 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 you kind of rounded the story out with because I have another friend who's in the business who also said that, and I think it's a brilliant thing about how you you create art that you hope moves people, that 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 you hope makes an impact on people. And I think you're right. I think it's the artists who realize that. And can share that the way that you just explained with certain people that do. They're the ones who are successful. They're the ones who stay in the industry a long time. They're the ones who stay at the top a long time. I, I think it's a great point, and I, I'm so glad you shared that. That's story. how you stay constantly relevant. If you're if you're not if you're not adding anything, exactly, you're you're detracting. Exactly, right. you gotta keep the, adding and, to your and game. Right now, the the environment, the political structure, the the the, the White House. The Senate, the con—I mean, you know—you you, want to fuck, you know, and, and you kill, and he comes right in, and he kills the NEA, the, NEA, the National Endowment for the Arts. Right. Like, there's no, there's no better time than than now that an artist needs to, to make their mark and tell their story. Exactly. There's no better time, and there's and and there, and we're all craving for it. I don't want to hear any more shit about about separatism and an undivided state. I'm I'm done with that shit. Right. right. I, I find, give me the human common thread. 
Right. You know, like I just finished watching season one of Ozark, and I'm just like, you know, I'm going to bed thinking that I'm, oh my God, what's going to happen to them? Oh my shit. Yeah, <laughs> shit is crazy. <laughs> what, if, what if I got in some shit like that with my family? Right. Like, oh my God. Right. You know, like I'm so lucky my family is like fucking healthy and yeah, yeah we got our problems, but not like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's just a fucking TV show. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. But I mean, like that's. You know, as Shakespeare said, to hold us toward a mirror to nature. Yes, yes. Like, that's the deal. That's, that's fuck the fame, fuck the money. It's like, if you're not, if you're not unearthing human behavior to inspire people or to make them think, then you're just, you're just, you, all you're doing is killing time before we're feet up. Absolutely. That's all you're fucking doing. Absolutely. And, I, and, I and you can not... do all the comic book movies you want and, and tell the stories, but even in those there's even messages in those, and, yeah. and super and things that we all kind of wish for. Right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. I, I think even I cannot though, agree like, with you. We all wish we had. We all have superpowers. Right. They don't. They, they can't. We can't fly. Right. Exactly. But we can be compassionate for somebody. That's Absolutely. A superpower. Cannot agree we can with you more. We love somebody that we that we totally don't don't look anything like or disagree with. Yeah. That's yeah. a superpower. That's exactly so right. So rather, you know, so for me, it's like, you know, my mission is clear. You know, my 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 business plan is clear. And I feel like, you know, that that's, you know, there, I did a movie that I, you know, was financed with people that I totally 100% disagree with politically and their message. And, and my, my point was, is like, but, but that was my job. My job, exactly. I really existed. Exactly. I can do something that I don't 100%, you know, like I don't, I don't may not agree with the politics of it or, or the purpose and intent behind this. It's right. fucking but I mean, acting. This guy's a historical <laughs> exactly. person that needs to, his voice needs to be heard. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. and you talk about him all the time. This is movie Roe v. Wade. Right. And to play Henry yeah. Wade in Roe v. Wade, right. I don't know, That to me, that's a huge opportunity. A huge right. opportunity. Now, maybe the, the reason that the people behind it may be, you know, <laughs> they're trying to, un, they want to change Roe v. Wade. Right. You know, I mean, one of the producers is like, hey, did you hear? Kennedy's dead. It's like, our movie is going to, going to reverse Roe v. Wade. And I'm like, well, I certainly hope not. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I, I have a young teenage daughter who I'd like her to be able to make a choice and not have it be a government dictate. You right. know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. So we don't, we can agree to not, we can agree to disagree. Exactly. And still get, and still make art. Like, yeah. You know, I know actors who stayed away from that movie because of all the, the politics and yeah, those, I just uh, read about that right. religious right groups that were behind it. Hmm. And I felt like that's, if we can't have a conversation, if we if we yes. choose not to create art with them, with people we don't agree with, yeah, then 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 where are we? We're nowhere. Exactly. We're, we're nowhere. Yeah. You know the deep, the unfriending and the not. If we can't have a communication or we can't create some piece of work together, then then we have a then we have a much bigger problem. Yeah. We we seriously and I feel do. Choosing to not be part of that dialogue or choosing to not. Be part of the project because of what the fear or worry how it's going to be received in the industry. Uh, that just was ridiculous to me. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, could not could not agree more. Uh, James, you are a wise wise man, sir. Uh, you like Yoda? <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, I've made I a mean, lot of mistakes. Yeah, I, and that's how you learn. You learn from mistakes. But I, I just simply could not agree with you more about what it means to be an artist. And now more than ever, it's time to make your mark as yeah. an artist and for you to the voice to be heard. And you have to have a conversation. And you start those conversations by sometimes doing things you don't agree with. And, and you and you get the right. message out there. And, exactly. and you do it. And I just 
I cannot think of a single better way to end our conversation than on that note. Hell yeah. And I, I think Good. it's just it's it's a brilliant outlook. I, I commend you and uh, thank you so much for sharing that um, with, with our listeners. And I, I just open invite, sir. Anytime you would like to come back on this show and just talk yeah, and, man. and share stories, yeah. man, we would love I, to have you. I have you. more to talk about after the first of the year. Yeah. That sounds good. There's a few things that I kind of have to wait on, but uh, you know, in the meantime, you know, people go go see some of my movies, man. I really appreciate absolutely. People, you know, I get great yeah. comments about Deepwater Rising and Patriots Day, and uh, you know, now I'm on the Good Fight, which is a really great show up in New York. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, there's just a lot of good stuff out there that I just, you know, uh, I'm always appreciative when people, and I'm on, you know. I have open Facebook pages. It's not like sure. it's all private. And uh, I'm on Instagram, James Dumont, and Twitter, James yep. K. Dumont. So it's like people can kind of follow what I'm doing. But I, yeah. I always, it's always very nice and humbling when uh, people are acknowledging, uh, you know, a body of work and kind of sticking around. I may not be yeah. the guy that, you know, has tons of money in the bank. I don't. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, to, but I get to work with some amazing people and I create some kind of interesting characters that I think are are provocative and make people stop and think and and feel and be affected. And yeah, I, definitely. You know, there's no better job in my book. No, absolutely. And listen, we will most definitely uh, share all of your social media sites and direct people all your way. Hell yeah. And uh, continue to promote all of your projects. I'm glad you brought up The Good Fight because I'm, I'm a huge fan of The Good Fight. I think it was a brilliant spin Oh, man, spin-off. great show. Yeah. And, and our episode was all, like, it was, towards the end of the season, it was all about this state's rights versus federal rights. Right, I mean, that's, exactly. That was like, you know, we're, we're, we're in the middle of this right now. Yep. You know, and it's going to continue. Yep. So, I, I mean, I always love about that show is that they're just kind of on the pulse. In fact, they were ahead of a few kind of issues that, that came up later on. But, Agreed. Agreed. Uh, it's, you know, such a good show, and it looks like there's a possibility of me coming back. So, Well, well uh, congratulations. Keep us up to date on that watch. for sure. Well, Absolutely. I'll, I'll probably uh, All right, look. my friends. Oh. Any other questions? Uh, well, yeah. I'll, I'll probably be looking into another coaching session with you. <laughs> yeah. I would guess after this interview, a lot of our New Orleans listeners are going to be looking into some coaching sessions with you. I, I, mean, I, I, just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love that. And then I'm, you know, I've been wanting to kind of come up to Mississippi, too. So it's like, you know, if y'all put six or eight people in a room, I, I mean, I'll show them all kinds of stuff. So, oh, my okay. goodness. We would you love know, that. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, that's kind of the media. If I can, if I, yeah, I feel like I can't do more than eight. But you find eight people that are really kind of hungry, I'll jump in my car and jump up there. I've been doing that in Baton Rouge now. As I, now I have a class in Baton Rouge yeah. that people are kind of clamoring for because, you know, my, my friend Wayne Perret was teaching up there, and I didn't want to go up while he was teaching. So he's now moved on. And so I basically start, you know, I started the class up in Baton Rouge. So there's eight people who are consistently wanting me to come up there, and I come up and, you know, just to kind of knock it out. I do the same thing when I was up in Baltimore. I do it when I'm in LA. I just try to cut, just to keep everybody kind of sharp. So right. you know, y'all awesome. want to put that together. You know how to reach me. Just reach out and just go, James. We got eight people who are hungry. Let's do it. You know, sure. and, uh, oh, yeah. sounds like I a think plan, we can find man. that. Yeah, we, I bet we can Next find it. Ahead. I the, got I got car and gas, and I'll just work my way up there get some dinner. All right. The, the, uh, the K. So you let me know. The, Will do, man. The K and James K. Demont must stand for Kenobi. Kenobi, that's right. <laughs> it, that's yeah, nice. it could be Kenobi. That's right. <laughs> Kelvin, uh, which is which is my middle name, and dude. then uh, that's my son's first name too. Uh, so awesome. Kind of that's that really going. cool. Awesome. Well, listen. Congratulations on all of the success. Thank congratulations you. on the family. I think you're a solid family yep. man, and I and I love that. That's the priority in your life. Hell yeah. Um, so congratulations on that. And like I said, open invite. 
anytime you want to come back, you give us a holler, and I'm sure we're going to be hollering back at you and having you back on real soon. Sounds good. Thanks again. Appreciate All right, it. Good. Have a good one. Now. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Take it easy. All right, bye. All right, bye-bye. Wow. Man. Wow. wow. We yeah. found somebody that, uh, well... We out didn't talks look, the mouth? Yeah, we didn't yeah. hear a bunch of you. It's okay. There's only select few. But, yeah. but listen, though. I mean, it, it's that kind of a, Thank you, James. A, of an interview. <laughs> that kind of a talk that, that I think our listeners really engage with. And you know what I'm camera. saying? Because he's so real. He doesn't exactly. have to hide it. He's like, this is the way it is. This is how it is. This is why it's important. This isn't what's important. This is, I mean, I love that. I love all of that stuff. Oh yeah. Um, what a what an amazing guy. Good right. find, Jason. Thank by the you. way, and uh, and thank you, Bourbon Bay Radio, for sharing him. Yeah. I know he's he's one of y'all's favorite guests. Yeah. Um, and and we just could not be James. Thank you so much, buddy. Um, I loved that interview. I seriously love that interview. That was good. Jimmy yeah. KD. Pass my mic to little Cam. Oh. Okay, Tavia's got to go. Bye, Tavia. So. <laughs> all right. So yeah. Anyway, I just I thoroughly enjoyed that episode. Be careful now because it did get a little rainy. Out we'll there. get your we'll get your directors next week. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> I'll be ready. All right. Um. Yeah. I absolutely loved that. In- I mean, what an amazing individual. Yeah. And like I said, he's now the second person that used that terminology that I know that's in the industry that says to create art to Jessica inspire around the studio. People, you know, and I, I think. He's right. It's this time, and, and it's when it matters the most. It matters the most right now. And I think we're artists, and what we're trying to do with this show is help inspire people and help move people. For the people that aren't watching, Dusty do. has moved around the studio and is now pouring another yeah, glass of we, wine. Are we still recording while you're pouring another glass uh, of wine Yeah, right Yeah, now? we're still recording. Awesome. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just talking. We're I understand. No, that's why he's, got the, hand, he's got the hands free because yeah, he can, no, do, he can roam around the house. <laughs> Isn't that the awesome part about this studio? Uh, yeah. Like, I exactly. love being in this layout now because you can just have a good time. It's exactly. a comfortable, laid-back, just chill attitude. That's exactly. a large second glass. That's a large can, second can, glass, as Lil Cam pointed out. It but is a large second glass. I'm trying glass. to catch up to J-Lo. That's what I'm doing. That's all right. Shit. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so, okay. So, I can't wait to have him back on. And Hell let's yeah. do it live. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Now, we were talking about that before we called him, but, you know, to do him live and then bring in some of his students and just, yeah, like, that would a, be a live show with yeah. James would be amazing. James, Hell if yeah. you're listening uh, to this after when it's record, when it's uh, when it's broadcast, uh, want to do it live? Yeah, 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 yeah. When it's broadcast, which would be when he's listening yeah, to it. Yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you're listening to this when it's broadcast. Oh, wait. Right yeah, now. Yeah, right, right now. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> you can find our podcast on bourbonbayproductions.com, uh, Apple Podcasts. You know, we Google, haven't Google mentioned anything about uh, uh, Is It Worth we It? We haven't. No, we haven't. We haven't. But you know what? We will be reviewing. Uh, this coming is it worth it? What peppermint? Peppermint. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, because yes. our next guest getting ready to call in. Can here you get? Can minutes. you see that on Movie Pass? Uh, Randy Gonzalez. We shall see. And you mentioned so, Movie Pass. I actually just went through his Twitter before we started recording the show, and he's like, "So Movie Pass is dead. What's next?" <laughs> like, exactly. So yeah. we, maybe you can talk a little bit of Movie yeah, no, Pass with him. Absolutely, we're gonna have a good time with him. Looks like we have a guest. Hello. Hello. Hi. Is this Randy? Hey. Yeah. This is Randy. Hey. Hi. First of all, thank you so much for coming on and talking yes, to us. Honestly. We are really excited about having you on as a guest. Um, and congratulations, man. Uh, got the big movie coming out this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so we are like extremely excited to talk to you about that. Hell yeah. Um, really pumped about that. So how you doing today, man? Pretty good, man. Thanks for having me. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited for Friday. Excited for people to go out to the theaters and watch Peppermint. Um, 
definitely should be a good time. Oh yeah, without doubt, we're yes. we're we're super excited. We're gonna talk all about that in a minute. Um, but we want to kind of give you your background a little bit and have you talk about you know your career and how you got into it. Yeah. How you kind of got started, so we can introduce our listeners to you and kind of give them a background on you a little yeah, bit. Definitely. So um so yeah, let's start there. So how did you get into the industry? Have you always wanted to be an actor? Is it something you've always wanted to do, or did you kind of fall into it? Or kind of let's talk about your background a little bit. Yeah, I definitely kind of fell into it. I'm I'm from Miami, Florida originally. Mm-hmm. Oh nice. And um around when I was a, a teenager, I want to say thirteen or fourteen, I joined a band, and then throughout the years, the band ended up getting kind of serious. I play guitar, by the way. So okay, at there you some go. point, the band got kind of serious. We actually started doing tours. We're all young kids around the same age. Right. You know, like, um, I was still in high school, so in between, like, spring break or summer break, we would do, like, an East Coast tour, like, you know, do, like, um, go as far as out to, like, Texas. And then eventually, once I graduated, we got bigger and bigger. That's cool. We got signed to a label. We started oh, doing, shit. like, full U.S. tours. Started doing international tours. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we are going around the world. And then at some point, the singer, uh, his name is Gino Vento. He was like, hey, man, it'd be cool if we got into acting. Like, I know this one guy that's kind of doing it and out in L.A. Like, um, he's starting to get gigs. Like, we should give it a shot. And yeah. so like, he kind of planted that seed in my head. And then I was like, yeah, that, that, that could be cool. You know, we could be like the bad guys in Project. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, so then uh, we, we kind of figured it out. We we took a, a random acting class. We went on Craigslist, literally found the cheapest acting class we could oh, find, nice. find in Miami. Just because we're like, okay, we don't want to spend a lot of money. Right. We don't exactly. like it. At least we didn't spend, you know, a thousand bucks in a class. Yeah. Right. So Balling we on went, a We kind of, we both loved it. We were like, oh, wow, this is really fun. Um, and then we, we did an extra gig on the show called Burn Notice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. was on USA. So oh, no, well. that was our first time on a set. And it just kind of blew our minds. Like, whoa, like, this is insane. Like, just how many pieces have, have to come in place just to do one little scene. Right. And yeah. it was like a, a prison riot. So it's literally our first day ever on a set. We got to do, like, a, a fake food fight. Oh, man. <laughs> like, That's like awesome. A fake prison riot. We're like, what? People get paid for this? Like, we have to be actors. Right. Um, <laughs> That's so awesome. We, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it blew our minds. And then from then, we, we figured out how to, like, actually start getting real roles. Where, like, right. We, we kind of grew away from the extra work. We're like, okay, we figured out how to audition, how to how to get cast, and, and kind of from there it progressed. And thankfully, both of us are working. He's actually on the show Mayans right now, though. Oh, wow. The new Sons of Anarchy spinoff. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So, so it's very cool. We actually had our premieres for both of our projects on the same night. Oh, that's, oh, that's which amazing. Is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, wow. That that's like Craig. That's an awesome story. Yeah. That is an awesome story. <laughs> exactly. Hey, let's go find this acting class on Craigslist. Yeah. And let's just say, yeah. That's awesome, man. How? You, that's one I haven't heard before. Honestly, no, I that, that's a, So, whatever happened to the musician career? That that uh, kind of take a little back seat when she started getting more serious into acting. Yeah. At one point, I think we. Yeah, I, the acting started taking off more, and then it just happened to be kind of where the the, the music thing was fizzling out. We had a record label. And I think our contract was over with them. And at that point, we were just kind of like, we had been doing it for about almost 10 years already. Oh, so wow. It was a long time. Wow. And um, we were just like, yeah, we don't really want to go and search for a whole new label. Right. I was like, let's just call it quits. So we kind of did like a whole, like a whole year of like farewell tour. No, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. We just went to like different countries. Which is which is always fun. Oh yeah, yeah. that's always. epic, man. That well, really is. listen, it, it clearly was the right move because I mean, like you said, you kind of figured it out and you learned how to audition and you've kind of made a you know a progression into it. And dude, you've had like some serious roles here. I mean, like recurring roles on Bloodline, which is freaking awesome. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and Transparent, Walking Dead. I mean, these are not small shows that you've made appearances on. I mean, so you're getting it done, dude. Yeah, that's exactly. that's pretty yeah, awesome. Thank you, man. Yeah, no, man, that that's awesome, man. Like, well, okay, so let's talk I about the biggie. 
this. Peppermint. Really excited about Peppermint. Uh, it's, it's really, I, I'm looking at it as kind of like Jennifer Garner's return. You know, it, it's kind of the, the big return for Jennifer Garner. So um, how did that come about? I mean, you know, how was the audition process for that? And how'd that all go down? Yeah, man, I'm definitely excited for it. I think I definitely you're, you're on the right track. I think a lot of people are framing it as their comeback, especially to action. Right, right. Exactly. kind of like just done a lot of like the sweet mom roles for a while now. Right, but now um, we're getting like kick-ass Sydney Bristow back from Alias and stuff. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, you know, I've, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of her fans like really excited about you know, her coming back into the action world. Right. Which is cool. But yeah, as far as me, um, my agent got me the the audition. Actually my friend Gino, the one who was in the band, he got to audition for at first for a different role. He's the one that was like, Hey, you should tell your agent to like push for this project because obviously they're looking for a lot of um Latino guys. So Right. So yeah, I, I pushed my agent, she they got me the audition and I went in and it was um it was a producer session. It was already the the director, Pierre Morel, who did take in the first one, um, he was in the room, and then a few of the producers were there. And, and yeah, I was like, oh, this might be a long shot, because there was a lot of guys reading for the same role. It was one of those things where I walked in, and it was like 15 guys going in for the same role. So I was like, oh, who knows, you know? Right. Um, the only, I could just tell everybody was going really quick. Like, everybody was just going in. They were in there for, like, you know, 10 minutes, and then they were out. And I, it was it's kind of a loud scene, so you could kind of hear some guys. And right. I was like, everybody was doing it once. So when I finished my the, the first scene, I just got up and started to leave on my own. I was like, all right, thank you. He's like, no, 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 come back, come back. He's like, I want to see you do that a few more times. So I was already like, oh, wow, like, for, so far from what I've heard, none of the other guys have done it more than once. Right. You know? So so he had me do it a few times, and I was kind of like, okay, uh, okay. I mean, that might be a good sign. You know, he, he liked me enough to want me to, like, do it a few times. And then maybe literally, like, a day later, I got the phone call that I booked it. Awesome. Oh, so I was wow. like, awesome. And then, um, and yeah, it was it was a fun shoot. It was like really spread out for me. Like I didn't work consistently. It was like I worked literally maybe the the first or second day of the actual whole entire shoot. Then I worked in the middle. Then I worked the very last day. So that was kind of cool to work the first and the last day of the of the whole production. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. That's Hell interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, and and then if I'm not mistaken, you're like prevalent in the trailer, right? You're like front and center in the trailer of this thing too. So people are seeing you like a lot. Because <laughs> I, mean, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I gotta yeah. be honest with you, they're doing a brilliant marketing job behind this film. I mean, it's yeah, like it everywhere, really man. So, and yeah, immediately I watched the trailer and I'm like, there he is. <laughs> there he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, awesome. Cool. That's great exposure for you. So that's gotta be exciting. Yeah, it definitely is exciting. A lot of people are like, hey, I saw you on TV. Like, they're, they're like obviously pushing TV spots for it too. Yeah. Right. And, and my scenes are in the, the TV spot, which is exciting. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, well, listen, I, I mean, congratulations. And we're, of course, going to be telling everybody about it because we want everybody to go see this film. Yeah. Uh, and, and, we'll you be know, reviewing and it. Make it a, yeah, we will be. We will be reviewing it this week after we see it. Awesome. So, <laughs> look forward to that. Yeah. Um, we will definitely be doing that. Um, so what what you got coming up in the future? If I'm not mistaken, didn't you just sign on to a, as a recurring role in a new show coming out? Yeah, I did. Uh, I did two things recently. I did that, which is a, it's a new show for OWN Open right. Network called. Um, the show is called David Makes Man. Yeah, and it's one of the the creator is one of the co writers on the film Moonlight, which um, oh, fantastic! Won an Oscar for that. Yeah, and um, Michael B. Jordan's an executive producer, and then nice. along with Oprah. So it's definitely like quality people oh, are involved yeah. already. Um, and it should be a great project. It's kind of like a coming of age story yeah, about right. this character named David. And I play a, 
a math teacher, which is also like a very different turn for me. Right. Yeah, we I'm were just talking about that. that. We were literally saying that in our introduction to you that you're kind of known as the bad guy and kind of like you've got this thing go and you're kind of coming out of that area and you're playing like a mentor and recognize yeah. this prodigy's like what he's got for. I love that. I love that you're willing to take a risk and go outside of what you're known for. And, and I think it's going to be a brilliant role for you, honestly. Oh, yeah. I, the, the premise for the show sounds amazing and I, th- I think it's going to be good for you. <clears throat> Um, so congratulations on that. But by, by far, I'm I'm looking forward to that. We're gonna have to have you back on too when that when that hits, so you could talk about it. Yeah, we'd definitely. love to hear about that as well. So yeah, definitely, I'd love to come back on. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah, it, it's definitely gonna be a, a quality project. I'm excited for people to see it, and, and the writing on it is, is top notch, of course. Oh yeah, yeah no definitely. doubt, no doubt. So and what was the other one? You mentioned you had another one coming up. Yeah, it's uh, a new David Ayer film called The Tax Collector. Oh, right. oh yeah, Shia LaBeouf is one of the stars on it. Yeah, so that should be a good one too. It's another gritty film. Yeah, people, you Absolutely. know, if you're a fan of like old school David Ayer films, you'll you'll like this one. For yeah. Sure. yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah, absolutely. Well, congratulations, man. I mean, I think you're just like absolutely killing it right now, dude. Yeah. Oh, uh, and and we could not be more thrilled to have you on and talking about it. And uh, so, we, uh, it's nationwide, right? Peppermint opens nationwide this weekend, correct? Yeah, nationwide on, on Friday. On Friday, so, nice, nice. Yeah, I think it's about it's, it's supposed to be in around two thousand theaters, so it should be a, a good amount. Yeah, no, that's a decent. Sure. Yeah, that's oh, decent man. for sure, man. And I, like I said, we will be absolutely be sending everybody to it uh, we, <laughs> because we awesome. we want people to go see this film. Hell yeah! Uh, okay, so now we have some other questions for you because we follow you on social media and uh you seem to be of like mind with us so we got to ask you we want we want to movie pass man what what, what? <laughs> yeah man i i'm it's, it's kind of a bummer I, I really loved it while it was actually like yeah, yeah. Us too. you know working i was like this is this is amazing but i always had that mentality going into it i was like okay like this sounds like a bad business plan but <laughs> right like, this like, is what this is right what i was thinking so when they, they were they kind of you know they kind of burned down and it kind of happened or it definitely crashed and burned i feel like yeah 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 but boy it was fun while it lasted wasn't it yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah we saw that tweet we're like this guy gets us yeah, you know he understands. we felt the same way man we we just used the crap out of it while it was good and then it just kind of oh, died yeah. on us but <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah it's so sad man yeah I'm, I'm trying to figure out the new replacement i've been like asking people everyone's saying the, the amc thing might be the next Good move. Yeah, that's. I mean, from I, what I, I understand, I, AMC's pretty good. Yeah. I, I think all of all movie theater chains are going to start doing. Yeah, it. you would think because I mean yeah. that, that's the downside is that Movie Pass was like actually for everywhere, and you know these AMC is like limited. If you don't have an AMC theater, you're kind of screwed on that. Uh, but just exactly. right, right. so yeah, but if you travel just. Find an AMC theater. Anyway. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that's 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 true too. So, so yeah, listen, man, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you for sure. Um, and we're excited about your career, man. We're excited about what you got going on. And like I said, you have an open invite, my friend, to come back and talk whenever you want to. Um, and we will promote all of your stuff. Uh, I mean, you seem to be a, just a fantastic. I love your story, man. I, I, I love stories and hearing about where people just kind of go after what they want. And they go outside of their comfort zone and, and they make it, dude. That you know, they find a passion and they go for it and they make it. And I think it's a great story. And I could not be more happy for you. I hope the success continues. Um, and we look forward to seeing a lot of stuff out of you from uh, in the future, man. Thank you, man. I, I really appreciate it. Like I said, thanks for having me on. Um... Yeah, you guys seem awesome so far. It's been a good time, and uh, 
And yeah, I think that's definitely one of those things that like if you kind of set your mind to something and just go after it, 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 it could happen. Exactly, know? man. Who, right? It, it, it doesn't happen if you don't go for it, right? Exactly. You got to take the shot. So Exactly. Yeah. So what advice would you give to people trying to get in the industry? What, what, what do you think the best advice to pass along? Because we have a lot of listeners who – one of the reasons we started this show is because we had so many people ask us, how do you get into this? How do you do it? Is it even possible? Yeah. So what would you kind of pass along for young people that are listening today that want to try to get into it? Uh, you know, what, what would you say to, to do and not to do when you're trying to make this move? Yeah, definitely I think get into an acting class to see if you even like it. You know, to see if you actually like acting. Because a lot of people, I think, just like the idea of acting. A right. scene of, like, having a, a following of, of some sort. But, you know, get into an actual acting class. See if you like being exposed like that. Because, obviously, it's a very, like, vulnerable space. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, see if you feel comfortable with that. If, if you like it. Then, from then on, just, you know, um, start shooting stuff. Or start, you know, start doing student films. Because that will give you the experience that you need. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what pitfalls would you say to avoid? Is there anything out there that you've kind of learned over the last few years that like absolutely look out for? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I would say just, just be smart as the projects you're doing. Think of your career like, you know, in, in, in the long run, you know, if you're doing certain type of roles, if you're doing too many of those, kind of try to avoid, avoid those, try to mix it up a little bit. Right. You know, you don't want to get boxed in into a, a certain typecast or anything like that exactly that's solid advice solid advice and like i said i think it's a it's a brilliant move this this teacher role that you've taken and i like the idea that you're taking a risk and going out there and uh so i think it's great advice um well listen man this has been extremely enjoyable and we appreciate it so much for you calling in and like i said you know we will be reaching back out to you and open invite man anytime you want to come on you just holler at us awesome, and let us man. know and and we'll bring you back in maybe after this uh, the, the movie opens you know and we, we can come back we'll do our review we'll talk to you about it because i know right now we kind of can't give anything away so yeah. maybe after it opens and we can talk about it a little bit more we can have you back on and and, and talk about it yeah definitely i would love that man awesome, awesome dude well listen man you take care and, and have a great rest of the day and like i said we will absolutely be in touch with you real soon and we appreciate you coming on and talking to us man definitely Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. And yep. like I said, enjoy the movie. Oh, All absolutely, right. man. And social media. You're on Instagram and Twitter? Yeah, Instagram is Randy underscore G, and then Twitter is Randy G, Randy G. Okay, and are you on Facebook also? or? Uh, no, not really. No, I'm not okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So I'm just like family. Like, right. yeah, yeah. No, completely understand, man. I'm the That's same way I on that too. one. So uh, listen, yeah. we will direct everybody to the social media and, and have them follow you because, I, like I said, I think you're fun to follow and you, and you post some great stuff. So we will definitely do that um, for you, and we will be promoting the crap out of Peppermint for you, buddy. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, you bro. take care now. We'll be in touch soon, buddy. All right. Bye, guys. All right. Bye. Thank you for coming on the show. Wow. Yeah. He, okay, that's got to be the most interesting story we've ever yeah, heard about how he I got into acting, I was not expecting right? that. <laughs> like, so listen, we probably I was in a rock band, and we were traveling the world, and then we just so happened to try out this acting class. Right? But then, so like Craigslist, though. Yeah. I mean, we just yeah. found this cheap acting class on yeah, Craigslist, and the fun. rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> how awesome so is funny. that, man? I it mean, really is. Just... Thank you, Randy. Yeah, first thank of you, all. Randy. That was awesome, buddy. And thank you, should have Should have had one of our guests come up with a word of the day. <laughs> right? Like, Randy, hey. what's the word of the day? Randy, do you have a word of the uh, day you'd like to share with us? I just really like the story. Yeah. You know, he just kind of said, hey, let's just take a shot at this. Yeah. Kind of see how it goes. Because we hear that. That's one of the themes over and over and over again on our show. Yeah. Take the risk. Yeah, take the, exactly. Take the leap. Go for it. Because how do you know? 
Like he exactly. just did interview with. How do you know unless you do it? Exactly. So much. I, I mean, just love it. Yeah. I love it. Thank you, Randy. Thank Appreciate you, Randy. You, buddy. Appreciate you. Peppermint out this Friday. Peppermint out this Friday. And look for our review on yes. Is It Worth It? Is It Worth It? Next week. Yes. All right. We should uh, also review Kamikaze, Eminem's new album. Yes, yeah. Kamikaze. Yep. Yeah. But uh, top five? Top five directors? Oh, top is five? it time? Five? Is yeah, it time for top, top five, five directors? directors? Yeah. I yeah. feel like we should continue with the trend of ladies first. And ladies first. Emily? <laughs> Tavia had to uh, make an exit, so there's only one lady. So here's the thing. The one lady only has three. <laughs> the one lady only has three. Oh, three. Okay, we'll just throw three. just throw some uh, stock ones out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> stock? Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> At least make it so, chicken stock. Make it something good. Yeah, make it something what good. I did, because I waited until the last minute to do these, yeah, is I took favorite TV shows and movies and took the directors from them. And oh. that's what I did. So, so you yeah. cheated. Yeah. I did. I understand. It's okay. It's okay. But Logan I think it understands. makes sense, though, that maybe if one of your favorite shows or yeah, movies, exactly. it might be a favorite director. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. All right. We're going to give you that. All right. Yeah. And I only have three. So. You get a pass. No, you don't get a pass on only three. Though. Yeah. You got to just. Maybe by the time we do our 15, we can come back uh, and you can figure right, two more out. Two more out. I think you'll be okay with three. I'm not bending on five. <laughs> It's called the top five. <laughs> okay, so I respect whatever you want to do. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> the bit will never die. See, it yeah, will never die. I wasn't gonna go there, but no. go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. All right, so because my favorite movie is Breakfast Club, I had to put John Hughes. Oh, in that's there. a good one. John Hughes is a good one. So, that's a good one. and then Gary Marshall. There you go. That's another one. Pretty woman. Pretty woman. And I'm going to get made fun of here because this seems to be a trend in my top fives. Amy Sherman Palladino because mm. Gilmore Girls. No, but Amy Sherman Palladino. Props. And Marvelous Miss Maisel because if you haven't watched that, that's really I good too. I heard that was really good. Props. <laughs> props. So there's Won't my three because I don't have two more. Logan. Oh, well, you see, J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Ron okay. Howard. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Christopher Nolan. Mm. Uh-huh. The Russo Brothers. Son of a bitch. And, because I'm really digging the Ozark, Jason Bateman. Mm. Ozark right. is yeah, really no, good. No, Yeah. Yeah. It, that is, it, man, it is really good. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. To be honest. All right, guys. What you got? All right. Let's see. Uh, I'm... I'm Going down from five, like I always do. I have Darren Aronofsky at, at five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had Kevin Smith at four, but then I completely I forgot, forgot about a, Kevin Smith. I completely forgot about. It would be ridiculous not to add uh, Stanley Kubrick yeah. to this list. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, so he would be number four. Uh, follow. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say Martin Scorsese is at number four, and Stanley Kubrick is at number three. Chris Nolan would be number two, and my all-time favorite is David Fincher. Um, my first one is Damien Chazelle. Nice. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, he has La La Land, First Man, uh, Whiplash, just like so many great ones. I mean, I think this guy is young and upcoming. He did and Whiplash? Got, he did Whiplash. Oh, okay. And if and nobody, if, it, you know, because you guys always make fun of me because I go into these stories based on my list. It's just. just no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. If anybody not familiar, Damien made Whiplash as like this little 18 minute short and mm-hmm. with with like unknowns in it except for jk simmons he was right. somehow able to get jk simmons on and he sold them insurance yeah yeah <laughs> 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 um we've seen that uh <laughs> um but anyway this 18 minute short so impressed the, the studios you know that the, hence the feature film that we all know jk went on to win the oscar i still for. haven't seen it um, but I, I know it's oh great. my gosh yeah great. dude you got it's on my this. list yeah but anyway so so yes 
Um, another favorite that, that I just really think is a brilliant filmmaker. I love his approach. I like the way he does things. I just think he's a great guy. John Favreau. John yeah, huge bro. fan of John Favreau. I think he's a brilliant director. Um, I, and then I'm going to go with Clint Eastwood. Mm. I mean, yeah. I love Clint Eastwood as a director. I think he tells a hell of a story. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. the guy's talented. I yeah. just, I mean, he's he's insanely talented. That last one, though, with the the real life. Soldiers. We're not going to discuss that one. Okay. I don't even know what you're talking All about. Right. I, <laughs> I have you. Oh, you mean the one, one with Steve Urkel in it? Yeah. yeah. Listen, the direction wasn't bad. It was the decision to actually use non-actors White. Yeah. that was bad. Yeah. Like even even epic Clint Eastwood could yeah. not save it. Yeah. Um So I'm sorry. <clears throat> And for anybody who doesn't know, well, you don't need to know. Nice. Uh, <laughs> um, what was that? That was three? I think so. Yeah. Dan Fogelman. I think he's absolutely brilliant. I'm looking forward to Life Itself, his feature film. And uh, if you're familiar with This Is Us, the guy absolutely, I mean, I don't know how you, yeah, you, you don't Honestly. think this guy is brilliant. He's absolutely he's really fantastic. Good. And then my other one, yeah, you kind of stole it, but um, it's okay. So I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to give it a toss. It's Christopher Nolan and or. And or. And or the Russo brothers. Because you Russo cannot brothers. argue what the Russo brothers have been able to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, they're just. To be honest. Yeah. I so. found a word of the day. You found a word of yeah. the day. Uh, I went to film or cinematicterms.com. Cinematicterms.com. I found a side. And that aside occurs when a character in a film breaks the fourth wall and it directly addresses the audience. Kind of like when Henry Hill does this and the Goodfellas yeah. or uh, JD does this in Scrubs. Yeah. Yeah. Examples. Okay. Yeah. It's time for Jules box office predictions. Yeah, it is. All right. All right. Let me, that wasn't uh, even me on the wine. That wasn't. That wasn't. All right. Let's it could have been me on helium. Let's get to the right place. Uh, box office coming out this week. The Nun. Oh, shit. Can't wait to see that one. But we, we will be having a, 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 a person uh, that was in that on our show soon. Yeah. Yes, we will. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for that. Peppermint, who, oh boy, is Randy Gonzalez, is about to be in. That's coming out this weekend. Well, he, he and God Bless the Broken Road is also coming out this weekend. God Bless the Broken, broken Road. Broken Road. Uh, movies that are still out, that are still kicking. Mission Impossible, Fallout, The Meg, Black Klansman, Mile 22, Crazy Rich Asians. Which is crazy that it's sustained this amount of <coughs> popularity. It's really uh, this time period's Jumanji, like this year's Jumanji, like oh. just sticking around. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like the third week that it stayed around like 22 million. Uh, the first weekend it came out, it was like 25, 27 million, and now it's only where I'm expecting it to be 17 million. So. We shall see. Number one, I think it will be The Nun, the new horror flick coming out, uh, 35 to 40 million. Number two, I think, will be Crazy Rich Asians because it's just been kicking strong with 17 million. Number three, let's go with Peppermint, Jennifer Gardner's new flick, and Randy Gonzalez. Randy Gonzalez. Yes, with uh, around 15 million. Number four, I got The Meg with around 7 million. Still need to see that. People said it was good, but uh, we shall see. And number five, still need to see this one as well. Mission Impossible Fallout with five million. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. number that one. That one's hanging around, ain't it? It is. It is. It is. Uh, number one, The Nun. Number two, Crazy Rich Agents. Number three, Peppermint. Number four, The Meg. Number five, Mission Impossible. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm just, just gonna. I'm it. gonna 
What are you gonna do? I think one two is gonna be a battle between the nun and peppermint. I do too. I think a lot of people are excited about Jennifer Garner's return. Yeah. I think also a lot more people are gonna go see it than would have initially seen it. Not saying I think it's gonna be a hit no matter yeah. what, but because of the whole situation that went down, a lot of people are like loving Jennifer yeah. right now. I think people are gonna go see that movie. We shall see. So I don't know, dude. I mean, I'm not saying because yeah. horror's doing well right now. Yeah. Even though, have we seen a real horror movie lately? I mean, no. no, but it, it's Honestly. still doing okay. Apparently, so, the commercials, you know, pretty scary. Yeah, well, they took it off YouTube. Yeah, I hope the commercials probably not the only thing that's scary about it. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so we'll see. I think I I don't know. Yes, I mean the the the, the character of the nun kind of yeah. it was kind of freaky. And yeah, the movie was the con- conjuring. conjuring. Yeah. yeah, well, and it all fits in. They kind of it's all yeah. It's together. all one universe, yeah. They yeah. built yeah. their own their own universe. Annabelle. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really cool. Uh, Billboard Tops, chart toppers. Uh, still, Hot 100, Drake, In My Feelings, eight weeks running. Yeah. That's insane. You know what that means? What does that mean? Kiki really he loves really him. He really does. It, like, or she, she really she, does. She really loves him. Love him. Yeah. Like, he keeps asking. He does. And she, you would think by now he would know. She <laughs> does. Uh, <laughs> like, eight weeks. Okay, tell us the wine you're drinking again. This would be apothic brew. (laughs) Apothic brew. Apothic brew. Fifth time. Fifth time. Uh, Top 200 albums. Billboard Top 200. uh, BTS. Love yourself. Answer. This is the first week at the number one chart. Uh, This is like I don't even electronic group. I think I don't Mm. even know. I I think they're popular. Behind the scenes. Yeah. Sure. But it, yeah. BTS? Yeah, sure. Uh, Honorable mention, uh, the Greatest Showman soundtrack is you! still in the top 20 of the Billboard 200. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. After all this time, still in the top still, 20. I heard it was Man great. I still haven't seen the Greatest Showman. Just letting you know. What the fuck, bro? Yeah. <laughs> what the bad. fuck? Why? Are you upset? Like, seriously? Yeah. Seriously. Yes, I'm upset, bro. <laughs> I'm please upset. tell me you've fucking seen Logan. Pl- pl- yeah, please sit down. Logan. Sit down, okay, Dusty. Yeah. Sit down, Dusty. How, it's going to be okay. It's okay. How, how have you not seen Greatest Show? I don't know. Please, get your hands from around his neck. <laughs> oh, he's, so, uh, he's so angry. <laughs> People who are actually watching this are going, I don't get it. What yeah, the fuck? yeah, he what's he talking about? Up. It's okay. Yeah. No, okay, seriously, seriously. Seriously. Hugh Jackman might be the greatest showman. Really? Yeah, dude, Logan yeah. and then P.T. Barnes. Yeah, I mean, like I said, on. I saw Logan. Yeah. It was really good. But, okay, seriously, though, the soundtrack is epic. Yeah. Hugh Jackman is epic. Yeah. Zendaya is epic. And we were even going to do a performance. No, we I are. No idea. We, we are. are. We're still doing we that We need to show. bring that back, bro. <laughs> Chris has got we'll, Look, we'll, we'll get the mic stands. It'll be yeah, great. And we'll do it. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll see. Like, no, because I want him on the show. <laughs> I and do, I feel do. fairly... I su- feel like, yeah. Hugh, Hugh, if we do an epic song and dance, He's a my friend, huge fan. I am a fan. huge fan. But anyway, guys. I think it's about time to wrap up the show. It is about time to wrap up this crazy craziness. Tell uh, where to follow us. Thank you for listening tonight. Make sure to go follow <laughs> us at all of our social media handles. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Reddit, everywhere. Listen to our podcast on Apple podcast and google play music and bourbonbayproductions.com follow us on facebook the crazy ant film company twitter crazy ant films on instagram crazy underscore ant underscore films and on youtube crazy ant films and on reddit crazy ant films we have a website crazy ant films.com and is it worth it and is it worth it we'll come out soon Next week. Next week. Stay drunk. Stay and, drunk. And, and we have merchandise. <laughs> yeah, and merchandise. You like we have this merchandise. Shirt? You like this shirt? 
You can buy, you can buy it. it on our website. Yeah. On our go website. to crazyantfilms.com. Right. What was that? There you go. Yes. Yes. Anyway, guys. Oprah. 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 Stay crazy. Yeah.